Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. Good stats. This Week in League, Jared Haynes shows some fucking nerve, daring to have more than one dream. Like father, like son, Cogger 2.0 crash lands his side into the bottom of the table. Lockie's immortal chances suffer a blow as Luke Dorn announces his retirement. And we preview all the action for round 11 of the 2016 NRL season. All that more this week in League. Episode was two two two, two 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 for twenty two. Episode of go. this week in league, on mate. I'm Jay. As always, welcome to our new listeners. Thanks for stopping by. Don't forget to give us a shout out on Twitter or Facebook if you're a new listener. And uh, yeah, we'll give you a shout and uh, get you some ready-made internet buddies in the form of Tour Nation listeners, and uh, especially get around it on uh, on Twitter. Fuck me, they'll form like Voltron and slap people down too. Mm. Today, Wednesday, the what eighteenth of May, fucking no chill Wednesday on Twitter. My goodness, um, really? I was, uh, I was yeah, you were, yeah, you, oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ! It was on from like seven thirty a.m. Wow! It was just on. Is and this what happens when we don't record on a Tuesday night? The fucking natives, they get restless. Fucking chasing the dragon. It's not only, it's not only, not only, they don't just get restless, they get restless like as in fucking, yeah, start looting stores. <laughs> like, like it's kind of like restless, the definition of restless if you took it to its furthest possible fucking uh, extreme. Um, on the subject of new listeners, um, it was just ridiculous. Last, I, I didn't realise until I was uploading last week's episode and, you know, while I'm waiting for upload and stuff, I'm like, oh, I'll have a look at the stats or whatever and see how it goes. But, most of the time I don't give a shit about the stats and don't look at it but there's this little graft on the stats page where it's like got like Thursday or Wednesday whenever the release is there's always like a massive spike because that's when like you know the bulk of the, the, the listeners are there and then then it sort of you know peters along at about you know a third of that height for the rest of the week then jacks up again and then I, I just thought I didn't look at the stats normally but then I saw that little snapshot which probably has about a month and then I saw the fucking spike for the the last episode before that. It was enormous, like double <laughs> the one before. Like, what the fuck is going on here? And and basically on the launch day, on the first day, that episode was basically the biggest episode. I think it was it was I said it was the biggest. I think on Twitter, but it was it was sixteen listens short of the biggest episode ever but on the release day. Not like I mean, there's there's episodes that are in the top five that have you know. Yeah, they've been gone for a couple of years, you know, and, you know, chipping away, Could, chipping away. Just, just hypothesising. Yeah. When was the week that we got 4,000 iTunes reviews? Was that the week before that? It's possible. It's possible, but it was also the week we were doing the, the, the para salary yeah, tax okay. thing. I can't imagine that being a massive driver of, like, you know, massive amount of new listeners, but 
Mm. You know, I don't have any explain. First thing I did is I went and had a look on iTunes to see if we'd been featured or something again because that is always a key, like a key. That's when we had our really fir- our big first hockey stick moment when we were doing you know like probably like a thousand episodes or something, uh, a thousand uh, listens an episode, and then that hockey stick went and you know took us up. Like, that was about two thousand and. 10 maybe yep. and that took us like you know like it literally quadrupled us like overnight but um no I've, I've, and so I did a bit of a google search to see if anything you know what, what could have been but I still don't have an answer so I'm just I'm just working on the theory that it was probably something to do with the, the Parramatta thing but mm. I, was, I, don't, I just don't know mm. but it's great and I, I, I thank everyone and um yeah and I welcome, welcome anyone who stuck around after that um, mailbag this week, Cruzy 6 You know your son watches a lot of footy when he knows and yells out the kick a, kick a field goal GI joke. Yeah, that is like general general footy stuff. But um, I hope your kid can do maths better than GI can. I hope your kid doesn't yell out something, you know, like he's calling people like cunt or something. Because then, <laughs> then that means he's actually, you know, behind the fucking bleachers <laughs> listening to this. And <laughs> instead of you know, focusing on you know, actual important things like, you know, picking up chicks. Uh, kick it to Hunt. Anyone else notice at the start of Egypt during the pre-recorded League Live plug is Jay's heavy breathing in the background? Hadn't noticed it at all, actually. Um, I'm going to give it a better. I'm going to give it a better listen this week and see if there's anything like you know behind it. But uh, yeah, I had I hadn't noticed honestly. If you play it backwards, I'm breathing. Paul is dead. Paul is dead. Paul is dead. Maybe the crunch as you as you as you as you're chewing the head off a fucking rat. <laughs> <laughs> Tater underscore chips I feel there's been less swearing from you guys lately Not sure how I feel about that And she follows up and says Maybe I'm just getting immune to it That's probably more it Because I don't think there's more swearing I'm oh, sorry, less swearing I think there's the same amount of swearing I think Certainly from me <laughs> If it's gone down It's completely inadvertent yeah, Look, the show has had Some truly beautiful rants Mm-hmm I'm yet to find anything that makes me angry enough for a real curse dump. Yeah. But when the day comes, it'll, it'll be inventive and it'll give you some nice new, uh, nice new metaphors to to think about and visualise. <laughs> then try and avoid sleep until you get them out of your head. Angry NRL guy. I hope the Titans somehow make the eight, just so Pete's can laugh at the corpse of that cunt club Parramatta. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Pete's would. He's in a strange situation where he's like, like he's. If you think about it, he he has like been shown the door without any legal ability for them to actually make him walk through it, and so he's had to go. Yeah, and so he would have, you know, presumably he's on better money at times because they probably weren't spending up to their cap. So he's probably on a great deal. Yeah, uh, he's only on a year and a half, so it's not like he's got some massive job security there. But he's presumably financially he's probably better off, and there's a, a lot of dispensations and everything gone his way because of the fact that he'd have to uproot his family and, you know, move him, you know, 1,200 kilometres. You would hope that the NRL have given all the support in the world in terms of legal advice uh, about what he is entitled to take Mm -hmm. Parramatta for. Yeah. Now, he obviously doesn't want to fuck over his mates. No one ever wants to go and fuck over the mates that they play with. Yep. But Blind Freddy could see that there is something available to him because of gross misconduct of board members. Yeah, and it's now cost him. Um, oh God, what, you know what can't chance of finals football? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, did, I've known marriages that have broken down over shorter moves than that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, support I mean, networks I, of family. Yeah, I, I feel that you know potentially that. Um, 
in the case of, in the case of a football player, it's probably that's probably less a thing. I mean, I'm not saying it's not a thing, but it's probably less a thing because you'd think that if if the relationship started subsequent to the football career, then it's kind of a thing where she's got to, okay, that's, she, that's yeah. possibly part yeah. of it. That could happen, you know, so it's not going to be a massive surprise. Look, or, there should also be some sort of compensation for moving your wife within a certain kilometre radius of Greg Bird. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's very dangerous. And just the money that, that it takes to, to, you know, ensure that your home is a glass-free zone and, <laughs> <laughs> and guests come over. Uh, but, I mean, it's it's funny, though, because, like, he's, he's, I mean, he's been well and truly cunted by the club, but he's, you know, he's, he's keeping it very very classy and uh, look the only you just like to see that the, when the Titans play the, the Eels later on in the season you just like to see him hit like the field goal or the, yep. or the try or, that'd know, be fantastic sink him. especially if it was like 12 from 12 at that stage and then he's the one that's done 12 from 11 you know? that's <laughs> or, you fantastic know, if, or even if it's the one that just evened it up because I mean that's equally as unlikely you know so uh, that would be that would, that would be beautiful but again mm. even better than that yeah is he scores a try off a blatant forward pass that wasn't called by the refs. Yeah, yeah. Bunker can't rule on it. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, some massive, like a gridiron pass. <laughs> ref, ref just looked the other way. Mm, missed it. Yeah, they go, oh, jeez. Was that the one you needed to make the finals, guys? My bad. Don't cheat. <laughs> you don't like them when someone else cheats, do you, motherfuckers? <laughs> I'm Tim McIntyre underscore. He said, uh, shout out to Tool Nation and new friend uh, Aaron Ma, who's Ma underscore Aaron, on coming out last night supporting me. So um, he's a, he does stand-up comedy and he's been doing it now for probably about a year, I reckon, and doing the thing, you know, like starting from like absolutely nothing and, you know, grinding away and, you know, getting like, you know, hosting slots and stuff like that. And so... Like we usually retweet stuff, you know. If he if he tweets us that he's got a, a gig or something coming up, we'll retweet it. And so I know a lot of you guys have, have seen him. Um, and if you've been to the, one of the El Loco meetups, Timmy's been to all of them, so um, you probably know the dude. So we strongly encourage you. I wish he'd do something up here so that we could big, uh, get around it. Big kudos to him. Yeah, I take some balls of steel, man. Like mm. to to get up and stuff. I mean, I haven't done the stand up thing before, but you know, played, you know, did the musician thing as well, which is you know, but that's like you know. You've got like a fucking team, you know, there's like three other dudes, you know, so it's not, you know, you're not up there with everything just fucking beaming down on you, so. Absolute worst case scenario in a band, you can fall back on a cover. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's probably, you know, maybe 10 songs that you can play and 70% of the room's going to be, yeah, fucking love this song. <laughs> he can't break out into a Chris Rock fucking monologue. No, no, that, that, that should get you killed in that world, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, massive credit to Timmy, and uh, good on you, Aaron, for going out to uh, to watch him. And and all those guys, I mean, Aaron's not the first guy, so, uh, you know, and also all the other guys that uh, support him. We all support each other, so get around, Timmy. And, uh, yeah, Timmy, just keep uh, letting us know when you've got the gigs too, so we can get it out there for you. Paraman Mark II, just watched the Matty John show, well, fuck me, they did go and steal the salary sombrero from Twill. A bit late, I know, but damn. Mm. And uh, I had someone who... They who did it tweeted, again this week. They said something like, who, I think it was Beer Boy, one or two that tweeted us, and he said something like, they actually apologised or something, and, and, and you know, because the, they, they, they were going to get sued or something, and he thought it was us. I don't know. We take our shit to the streets. We'll fucking, we'll, we'll fucking wait for them at their homes. And fucking, you know, we go old school with fucking pipes and shit. <laughs> this fucking poor <court laughs> business. Fuck that. Maddie Johns. <laughs> Come, Come out play. and 
gangbang masturbator. Um, the bass chapo. This is um, I'd, I'd forgotten this thread from last week, but a couple of people tweeted us about it. In regards to Jay talking about a kid called LeBron, my shit cunt fuckhead cousin named his kid Carmichael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> That is the fucking worst, right? Did, did they hand him the birth certificate form to fill out and a Centrelink form at the same time? Just like, that's, <laughs> that's like, I mean, is there some way that you can sign wow. sign a kid up to like lifetime Centrelink or just you know, put, wow. him, put him straight into that long-term jobless kid <laughs> like, at, at the age of like three days old or something? Because that's um, it's it's funny. I mean, it's it's interesting to see yeah you know, who's pe- who who people you know who the heroes are like Carmichael ahead of MJ. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Unless he's even stupider, and he's you know was a big Peter Brock fan. Yeah, and he drove a car, and I'll put that in front of Michael, yeah. and he ends up with Carmichael. Yeah, except he spelled it like that other fucking. Ah, oh, fuck. Okay, there goes that theory. Yeah, <laughs> I tried. I tried to get. I tried to get Menzies as a middle name, in for in for my first kid. <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking lie. I, I I fucking I I tried so hard, and uh, and yeah no that was uh, never a chance of happening, <laughs> which is a shame because like there's a middle name I mean there's no harm done in the middle name you know you can fucking go nuts have a bit of fun with the middle name but in the end he's just got my middle name and the you know, daughter's got my wife's middle name so mm. there you go. Special K online. How good is a sub two hour pod? You beautiful sons of bitches. Well. The, someone said on Twitter tonight, actually, before we started recording, it, like you know, the uh, might, I, I, like I want to say it was Giannis Mateus, but it might not have been. I don't want to get it mis, mis- uh, attributed, but um, he said so. Yeah, uh, there's an episode of this week in league is never too long or, or too short. It's just it, it's the just the perfect length of time. Actually, no, it might be one no, he, time he was ta- he was talking about when um, Giannis did say that, but it was about someone said we were late. That's and he said a, an episode of Twill Nations never early or never never, never late. It comes never, out right when it, right when it's supposed <laughs> to. Right when it's supposed to. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But um, yeah. Look, honestly, I'm I'm all for I'm all about the sub two hour pods. Uh, and we we went through a while there where we had the sub two hour thing, but just the you know it's just too good. The conversation's just too good, with Jay. That's the that's the problem. It's his fucking fault. I'll cut the waffle down. Stop being just stop being so fucking easy to talk to. I guess. Um, Mario Siegs hash. This week in irrelevant Brisbane geography. Irrelevant to you, maybe, Armadale motherfucker. Ooh. I mean, don't really speak about geography in Armadale. It's like three streets and a bunch of fucking boulders, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> my sister lives there. I've driven down his own. I know what Armadale's got to offer. <laughs> Expensive student fucking accommodation. That's what he's got to offer. That's about it. Uh, Not much in the way of culture, food, I've, entertainment. I've never been to Armadale. It's a nice drive down. You can do it. You can go there and back in the day. I've done it several times back when my sister was um, in the uni days and she yeah, was, nice. um, yeah, so you drive down like, you know, sort of four and a half hours down and pick her up, turn around. Furthest back. I get these days is Kingscliff. What's that? Furthest I get these days is Kingscliff. Yeah. Yeah, you go the back way through there though, like go like, mm. through Warwick to get down the yeah, tunnel okay. that. But, um, uh, well, there you go. Irrelevant Armadale geography. Just to even it up for you. Wally Frogmore. This week in comic books, Nature started a podcast talking about it. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. And that'll be out tomorrow. No, the next day. Or maybe tomorrow night. 
Voodoo Rock. Just got advised by Parramatta that as an outspoken fan, I was free to explore my sarcasm and cheering options for 2017. <laughs> That's a quality tweet. And he's and he's a quality person too. As far as like Eels fans, I mean, like the ones that, that listen and interact with us are all, fine, all great. Like we haven't yeah. had any of those real super, super butthurt ones that you see on Twitter with other people and like they're not people that I follow, but you see that, you know, they might be retweeted or something like that from other people. So... Those um, yeah, he's not he's not one of those at all. He's taking a very difficult situation in in pretty you know pretty decent humour. M fifty one avoider. The recordings of the Parramatta board meetings, if true, show this saga is far from over. Get ready to st- get ready to stand a minute late again. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he also predicted probably a, a, a two hour asterisk length episode this week, or you know longer than two hours. But I don't I don't think so. We're not. The, the extra stuff that I thought might happen this week hasn't eventuated. So uh, I thought there'd be, there could have been a massive wall of scandal breaking today after after yesterday's stuff, but it hasn't quite happened yet. So after maybe, the tapes. So maybe yeah. it'll be next week. Uh, this week in X Factors, had an email from Ben. said, uh, Hooper, this is James Hooper, the X Factor Award. Every second word, he's a journalist. That means he's clearly redundant as a sports journalist. I report for a living. My job is to put into words what most people can't. That's why I'm paid a nominal fee for my input. I can express myself verbally and in written form. So with that in mind, I describe any player that has a I don't know what. Clearly, it's an X factor. Hooper. Every time that idiot speaks. <laughs> yeah, boys, I agree. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mutsy. People on the 49ers Facebook page are saying that Hayne had the X factor that got him into the NFL. Made me chuckle a bit. Kevin underscore Cook 99. Fox Sports dropping X-bombs for the Warriors. I never realised how much it was used. It can never be unheard. That's it. <laughs> it's ra- I, I didn't either. I mean, it's obviously, a it, was, it was a really familiar term. I mean, obviously, yeah, you'd heard it before many times, but it, until until we really focused on it, like, now it's just like, you know, like the... Or and. But, yeah. Again, if, if it was reserved... Uh, and they used it in the context of so you know James Roberts X factor is his speed it's the yeah, same yeah, yeah. The, attrib- the attribute that makes him special is his speed yeah. you know yeah. Bryce Cartwright's attribute is his offload ability or his, his X factor is his offload ability but yeah. now it's just yeah. Yeah. bullshit journalism Jim Man Bear Pig Ashford and Wright embody that undefinable intangible elemental quality that equates to Hash X squared window. Hash mathematical. Hash X factor. Uh, D Matea. Gub's got that X factor weed. <laughs> Did you watch that thing, guys? Yes. Fucking one of the greatest videos I have ever seen in regards to rugby league. Why did the Warriors put that out? <laughs> because it's it's it must have been like a contractual obligation that that they had to feature him in stuff on their website or I reckon it's as simple as they have somebody in media over there yeah. who is young yeah. and they have somebody in charge of the department that has the media person who is old yeah. and they've said are we going to put an interview with Something Charlie cool. up there yeah. oh okay what do you mean up there oh, on that spacey book thing that all the kids are looking at yeah okay no worries I've heard of that <laughs> It, it, just it was wrecks. so good. It was so good though. Like, like I, it's one of those things. Like, how, how did that, how did it get out there? But then, despite you thinking like how, like you, it did, and you're like, I'm so fucking grateful. 
I'm so thankful that that did come out because it was amazing. And oh, that dude, I mean, he's he's making a charge for revelations, but I hope they do more videos. With him. That's the I funniest. Hope it's a recurring series. That's the funniest footy show style video yeah. that I've seen since the days of, of Chief and the guy is like natural just a natural fucking space cadet he is absolute space it's amazing absolutely amazing I, I, I so fucking the thing with the crayfish I mean <laughs> wearing bare feet <laughs> yeah it's just the dude he's amazing I, I love him um, this week in Luke Dawn we got a good number of tweets this week about, about Luke Dawn naturally because he returned and scored a hat-trick, I believe, in uh, the first 33 minutes of the game <laughs> against Leeds on route to like a, a massive win, like 50-something to you know, 12 or something like that. So mm. a huge win for his side uh, for Cass. Um, Bernard JKD, the golden sky lord of the ethersphere, doth, doth return and shower us mortals with his bounty. <laughs> Ash Luke Dawn, uh, underscore O Sammy Boy. Rugby League is never on the news in the south of England, but Cass's win over Leeds was. The return of Luke Dawn is big news. <laughs> uh, the Blue Steelers. That, uh, <laughs> he, he retweeted something about with Vossi and put a, a, an addition on it, a quote tweet on it. said, uh, let the boys know their running joke has now been justified. The boss, hash, <laughs> TWI Luke Dawn. Uh, Alan Paul Walker, who's the biggest Port Luke Dawn hater on the planet. I suppose this week in League and Super League pot are running out of jizz with this week in jacking off the Dornathon. <laughs> Ash, not even the best Luke on the pitch. Still a curmudgeon when the man, the great man, scores a hat-trick and basically shows you why he is the greatest. Um, uh, TYHR Blue. Luke Dawn with a first half hat-trick, bringing back Gene Manley near to 5-8. Uh, Moosehead 0-8. I've just, seen, I've just seen a first half hat-trick from Luke Dawn in the flesh. I can't believe my eyes. It's a miracle. Miracle is fucking surprise, motherfucker. I mean, that's what he does. That's that's how he rolls. He's all about that life. Um, and so, yeah, the boys from Super League Potterback this week they had their one hundredth episode this week. I think it came well out done yesterday or the yesterday the day before. I think is their usual like, release sort of window. Um, well, much respect to those guys for raising the bat uh, for the milestone. It's something that the English rarely get to do in cricket or anything really I mean hitting that 100 milestone mm. um, obviously bittersweet news this week for the segment but I'll let the boys cover it and uh, yeah take it away so th- they've reached 100 for England yeah are you sure they're not South African yeah they probably are okay Okay, thanks gents and hello everyone and welcome to This Week in Luke Dawn where the biggest news from this side of the equator is that the legend himself, Luke Dawn, this week announced that he'll be retiring from Rugby League at the end of the season. Yeah, indeed. It was a bittersweet night on Thursday at Headingley as our hero returned in glory and triumph of a hat-trick. Um, Luke Dawn also got involved with John Wells on the touchscreen, worth a find on YouTube um, for the Dawn worshippers out there. It was a 52 points to 12 win for Castleford, but obviously with the news that Super League's greatest ever Aussie is hanging up his boots at the season's end, coming after the game uh, a little bit of a touch of sadness to finish that one off yep it was Wigan 16 Hull FC 30 at the DW Stadium on Friday night spectacular tries from Fatuli Talanoa and a captain's knock from the talismanic Danny Houghton saw FC weather a Wigan fight back uh, to emerge victorious and poop the party as Sam Tompkins made his long awaited return to the cherry and white jersey 
At the same time, St Helens won over Salford 34 points to 20 at Langtree Park. Dominic Peyrou was amongst the army of average players trotting out there, but it was young English talents like Mark Percival and Niall Evels that starred. Evels, though, scoring a hat-trick in vain as a nice dose of Louis Karma was served up. OK, Catalan Dragons were missing the Coltrane this week, but their domestic talent shone through with Tony Gigo, Julian Bousquet and Eloy Pellissier all helping to down Sam Rapira's giant 16 points to 14 in a scrappy affair at the south of France. Um, Hull KR were 24 points to 10 winners over Witness. The early pace setters Vikings slumped to another loss as their top eight spot is starting to look precarious. Albert Kelly decided to turn up on a big day for Hull KR, ably assisted by Inform Ken Seo. Wakefield's upturned fortunes continued this week as they recorded a 36-28 win over league leaders Warrington. It was a scrappy affair with four sin binnings, including one for Kurt Gidley, presumably for excessive razzle-dazzle, and Trin just about held on as their voyage into the top eight continues. Yeah, Warrington stay top, just ahead of Catalan and Hull. Leeds stay rooted to the bottom of the table, although have Huddersfield and Salford for company on six lowly competition points. Uh, we'd also like to thank you boys for the kind words on us bringing up 100 shows of SLP this week. Uh, it takes a big pair of stones to know a big pair of stones, so thanks guys for the continued support. Emails. Okay, so I uh, got an email this week from um, from Ben who uh, who hit us with the uh, the the hoop of X Factor thing earlier on the show, and uh, he's mine. I mean, it's it's not like a Charlie Gubb mine, but he's a uh, he just basically puts it all out there on the page. <laughs> <laughs> so stay with me. Here we go. And he was he was talking about Adam Fanula Blake, the 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 uh, the wife beater that Manly unfortunately signed. And he says um. And then obviously going on to the usual, you know, like the, the whole click of them throughout the NRL. Okay, apparently sexually abusing and assaulting women or just abusing and assaulting women is fine if you're rugby league power. This is a magical game that the cloud daddy has divined. In the NRL, you will find redemption. So how about infield cowardice? Australian men might be able to get on board with this. Diving, coat hangers, tigers have declined. Is that rock bottom? Can you go beyond bottom? Is that entering Hades? Can the tigers afford it? Will the magpies pay the toll? Can killer pay for it with his Logie slash Oscar money? Sorry, tangent. Laying down, tripping, or hiding behind the goalpost pad to avoid taking a goal line hit up. Would anyone get behind sacking these people forever? No coming back. No redemption here. Or, due to the fact rugby league was born from commercialism slash professionalism, does that mean we are who we are? Hain, Mundine, Falau, and Williams are athletically brilliant and have basically taken the rugby league philosophy and ran with it, as they say. Just musings from Tassie where they can't discern between rugby and league. No clue where Penrith is. Go Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy. The fuck was that? <laughs> um, Penrith's sort of like the Tasmania of, of New South Wales. It's the Tasmania of Australia. No, Tasmania is the Tasmania of Australia. <laughs> the Tasmania is some some, some other think, level shit. You think about it, scenery's pretty good. There's lots of, of lush green trees. It's a mountain of shit. Um, you know, there's there's nice things to look at. I don't know what... Yeah, that cable ski world thing. Yeah. I don't know if Tasmania has cable ski. But there's a cable, isn't there? A cable car that goes from the mainland over to. I don't know. There's some boat that gets pulled the by only a cable under the, the floor. The only attractions I know about Tasmania is Port Arthur and fuck your sister. And apples. I like the apples there too. Yeah. I like them apples. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, sounds like the way you say it makes it sound like a euphemism. <laughs> it's like you like. No. But yeah, Pen- Penrith has a 
a water cable park and Tasmania has a big leagsy a thing that's pulled across the water on a cable well, I think that's busted at the moment it doesn't work um, people got shot in Tasmania yep. lots of people shoot up in Penrith the parallels are uncanny. It's <laughs> <laughs> and you pretty, I mean, like, if you looked into it, you'd probably, you know, like, Tasmania would be like, you know, like Hobart or somewhere would be like the sister city to find or something. Like <laughs> There's probably some loose arrangement somewhere like that. Um, and, you know, they're probably tied up, you know, with, like, you know, Alabama or fucking... Gus, if you're listening, Panthers Leagues Club in Tasmania. Hot tip. You know, you want to, you want to brand that shit up and spread it around? Where's the other one opening up? We're, we're officially one down the in Bathurst most... or something. Or... No, it's already there. There's yeah, one in Bathurst, Bathurst. There's yeah. one in Newcastle. <sighs> we're officially the most valuable sporting brand name in the Southern Hemisphere. Based purely off poker machine revenue, I'm sure. <laughs> but it's the it's the fact that we've taken that leagues club model yeah. and, and expanded it out. <sighs> That's terrible. Yeah. Just trying to spread the abject poverty around the world. <laughs> Draining the fucking, draining the, draining the livelihood of, of ordinary Australians, like countrywide, mi- like missionaries showing up and coughing on the natives. <laughs> exactly, exactly like missionaries. Look, here's ten free spins. Have a blanket. <laughs> um, the membership stuff's underway. Obviously, um, thanks for everyone who got in. Um, by my count. And I don't have an official count. I think there's like 18 or 19 left, and that's it. They're done. A uh, mix of... Um, there's a couple small, a couple medium, a uh, couple large, a couple extra large. I went with small and medium as well. So, fuck it, you know, someone will, someone will buy them. So, yep, there you go. If you need, get in there. Uh, the size of the set now, so it's basically scab grab. If you want your size and you haven't got on yet, do it now or forever hold your peace. First story, Jared Hayne, obviously big news this week. And uh, after just one season of the of uh, American football, the Jared Hayne experiment in the NFL has come to an end. I don't like the characterization of it as an experiment. Um, Hayne re- released a statement through the San Francisco 49ers website in the early hours of Monday morning Australian time saying he was leaving the NFL behind, uh, be- he's leaving the NFL behind to switch to Rugby Sevens. The Fiji Rugby Sevens team reached out to me about the opportunity to join the team for the upcoming Olympics and I simply could not pass that chance up, he said. The former Parramatta Eels survived the first round of roster cuts for the team just over a week ago, and this abrupt turn of events will no doubt have taken most fans by surprise. Uh, he was quick to thank, praise the entire organisation, including the York family, which owns the team, general manager Trent Balky, and former head coaches Jim Tomsula and Chip Kelly. Uh, Kelly was hired by the team this season after a disappointing campaign last year. The 49ers organisation has been incredibly supportive throughout my journey, and I cannot thank them and the sports staff enough, said the former Dally M winner. The Olympics has been something I've admired since I was a little boy, and it's an opportunity I feel very similar to me joining the NFL. So, and obviously, blah, blah, 49ers cupped his balls as well, and mm. everyone is, seems to be happy. And we're seeing a lot of fucking... Yeah, the only people that aren't happy? Queenslanders. Oh, I've seen my fair share of, of yeah, New South Wales men as, well, as well, in the interest of, of balanced uh, balanced news, but fucking love to tear someone down, don't we? Oh, fucking our mate, fucking Samuel. Motherfucker, he went off. Did you see his fucking multiple tweet rant? He must have fucking fired off 20 tweets on the subject. Just like, And he's just like, yeah, fucking 
the uh, like Queenslander. Yeah, like just oh, yeah. he, he yeah. obviously bears, you know bears a grudge just it's, because just through origin shit. Yeah. Even though the years he played didn't win, but oh, he but just just fucking hammered him. Look for starters, I've seen a lot of people going, oh yeah, you couldn't couldn't call a fucking you know that yeah you know, his NFL career you know he could, he didn't succeed. Well, the guy at like fucking what like you know twenty eight years of age or something. Yeah, goes over to play a sport that he's never fucking played before, has uh, like a half an off season, gets picked up by a side, makes the fucking final the final roster. Yeah, starts at fucking half the games in a season, plays more snaps in a key position, in a non punting position, pretty much than any mm. Australian has in history, and. That's that's not successful. He said his dream was to play in the NFL, and guess what? He fucking did play in the NFL. I don't think his dream was. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm sure he would have liked to win a Super Bowl and you know been the fucking MVP and, yeah, and he, been on the cover of fucking Madden and all that shit. He, yeah, I was going to say he's never going to have a video game named after him. But exactly. But I mean, that's that, that wasn't what he was saying. His dream was to see if he could fucking play in the NFL, and guess what? He could. He did. Yeah. You know, it. It always it always sort of saddens me a little bit when. When somebody who wants to then e- expand and achieve more is is pulled down and and made to yep. made out like oh well you know you you're probably going to be sacked anyway or you know they'll they'll probably yeah, gonna I cut love you I and, love how that fucking came out that sack thing uh, you know without understanding the way the system works they'd cut the they'd cut the squad down to the ninety or whatever the the preseason training thing is they don't do any other cuts until August so he was fucking set for months. Yeah. So exactly. it wasn't like it was oh even oh he's gonna you know, he's not he's gonna get cut or whatever. <sighs> Just, but, it's, it's so fucking annoying. Yeah, th- there are very few people who can sit down at the end of their career and say and and it probably hasn't sunk in in America because they they don't distinguish much like Tasmanians apparently between rugby union or rugby league, let alone rugby sevens. Yeah. Which is a, a completely different game. Um, but he's been one of the best performers in in a professional sport gone to another professional I've, sport I just I just want to just interject it like not tra- tra- like keep that thought because I've also seen debate about oh he never won a premiership so he didn't fucking he didn't succeed like he fucking he won the he won the fucking player of the year in the yeah, entire fucking exactly. competition oh yeah fucking for fuck's sake it's just, they're just looking for an angle to fucking get in there and rug, just yeah diminishing. rugby league rugby league is not basketball where you have yeah. five people on the field and right. so if one of them's a superstar and the rest are half decent you can have a shot at the title yeah you know it, it's not that sport but the Olympics are every four years mm-hmm. and if he doesn't do this can't get a gold medal for NFL or fucking rugby league exactly so if he doesn't go at this Olympics mm-hmm. he's too old by the next one yep He's definitely too old by the next one. And not to mention, he's been approached to do it. So, you know, the time the, 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 it worked out perfectly on you know on two counts. Yeah. And not only that, it's actually the team that's probably you know the favourite or at least the top you and know the, two to three favourite. The other that's thing approached that, him. The other thing that really fucks me off about this one is all of the people, and I'm talking on Twitter. Yep. And it was a lot of people that that I you know, know of, mm-hmm. but especially in the media, are the ones that go off at sports people for chasing the dollar yep. they're all the ones that were up you know DCE and he's actually going, his 10 mil and he's actually going in the reverse of that and he's taking a pay cut <laughs> but, but still you can't 
No, I mean, he, he took a pay cut to go to the NFL. And then from rugby yeah. league, yeah. And then he's taking a now he's taking a massive pay cut because the Olympics not making fucking and he's not making a dime. And this year would have, would have been if he made that squad this year that would have been the money bags, yeah. Because he would have been there based on performance and look I've already done this and I'm yep. I'm not this unknown quantity that you're having a gamble on. Yeah, and he would have been making like rugby league money you'd think at the mm. least you know because yeah. like, you know like marquee that marquee rugby league That's cash. It. But um and now I saw a thing so he's not he's you know he's making less than a fucking <laughs> he's making less than yeah. a kid flipping burgers at McDonald's exactly so. This is the guy like oh and the thing, oh he can't have more than one dream, fucking says who, his dream was to play NFL. Guess what? If I can accomplish that dream, then someone comes to you, and says, "Listen, we're gonna fucking slot you in here with a very good chance of representing your fucking homeland." Yeah. At the Olympic Games, which you can't achieve through any other sport you've done in your life, here's an avenue if you get the Olympic Games and a gold medal as well. If he imagine if he, get, he fucking Dalian medal winner plays in the NFL gets a fucking gold medal or any medal at the Olympics I mean that it's it's not even it, it's it's he's one of the greatest fucking sports people ever produced by this country I, I think I think dirty filthy Queenslanders are yeah. uh, especially salty that a Queenslander's never going to be the greatest rugby league player that's it that's already locked up and Jared Haynes out there not giving a fuck. And I think that's what gets the most of all. That he didn't come back to rugby league yeah. with his tail between his legs yeah. because that would have given them all their I told you so moment. Yeah. And they would have been oh so happy. Would have happily welcomed them at their club. Oh, I oh, believe a Titan especially. Anyone. Loved it. Anyone would, would welcome him at their club. Yeah. But it's that, yeah, you got a bit too big for your boots and now look where you are. You had to come. Back down here. You'd come crawling back to us. It's... You uh, are Shit. Fucking Jared Hayne, good on you. And if you want a role model for your kids, I can yeah. think of worse ones. Yeah, I mean, the dude fucking does not put money first. Mm-hmm. Puts he, you know, he, if he he's, he he's that that guy, he's gonna be one fucking guy. That you, without a shadow of a doubt, you can put you could say point at Jared Hayne. And go, that fucking guy is not gonna go to his grave with a single fucking regret. Mm. Zero, because you just because no matter what the the, the financial cost mm-hmm. or the, the personal cost of just being you know just bullshit media circuses and so on, mm-hmm. he still he just goes look I fucking I think I can do that I wouldn't mind having a crack at that and yep. he goes to do it spot on so put your I, head out I, Australia I, I don't yeah I don't think we could be any fucking clearer with our stance and uh, I and you know I'd hope that listeners aren't surprised by that stance because mm. I mean we were pretty pretty supportive of him with the when he initially you know tried making the NFL and throughout that journey so um but, yeah best of luck for the and I hope Fiji win a fucking gold medal and you know because let's face it Australia and like people oh you wouldn't make the Australian side you make a fucking bet mm. Australia's not good at sevens no we fucked in rugby sevens exactly of course, you mate. They're fucking part-time cunts. Fucking it's, playing sevens. Yeah. He's, you know, fucking morons. Shut up. Gee, you almost almost got to rant stage there. Australia, just fucking look at yourself. It's just it's just an Australia, such a, a uniquely Australian thing. Yeah. Well, cunts, we are <laughs> <laughs> fucking cunt of a country. Um, next up, the Premiership Club, Parramatta's so-called Premiership Club. It's got a name. It's like Ooh. the thoroughbreds. 
the Premiership Club, they call it. It's been yes. revealed in the transcripts of recorded board meetings to be a covert slush fund to provide third-party payments to Eels players. The transcripts from the meetings including included in the NRL's breach notice against the club and five officials and published by Fox Sports on Monday afternoon show Parramatta executives and directors openly discussing the Eels TPA program over the past three years. They identify the Premiership Club, a concept announced with Fanfare in 2014 as a premier business networking group for Western Sydney and beyond as a vehicle for the Eels to compete with rival teams in the third party sphere and it demonstrates that officials appeared well aware the scheme was in breach of the NRL rules. After discussing the formation of the entity at a board meeting in February 2014, then Chief Executive Scott Seward described John Bullos, then the Eels Chief Operating Officer, as the main point of contact for the third party payment system, explaining he and Chairman Steve Sharp had to be distanced from it because they signed the stat decks for the salary cap so it can't be either of them. Christ. <laughs> They're fucking like, oh my God. Can I just put it out here? Yeah. Do you know how fucked up it is that this entire saga, yeah. this entire saga could have been avoided yeah. by one person taking one index finger yeah. and putting it in front of their lips in the board meeting when somebody starts bringing this shit up and pointing to the tape recorder? Yeah, well, there's actually in the transcript it mentioned something like that. Um, where was it? They were they were talking about um, that uh, the system had been set up at pure arm's length. There's transactions between the business and the club, and there's transactions between the club and the players and player managers. That's in effect our slush fund, for want of a better word. And then it said that um, they're talking about a third party deal for Watmo and with PJ Promotions during during which board member Tanya Gadil says, "Sorry, that's the F word. That's fraud, isn't it? That is fraud." Later, another director, Andrew Cordwell, says of the tape, can we turn off the recorder? Can we just turn it off? Is that possible? I just want to speak openly. Can you turn it off and suspend the meeting or something? Yeah. These fucking guys, but they're talking, but there's, the woman's come out today and, and you know, denied everything. But there's a, and I don't have the name in front of you, there was, a, there was a woman, I read the transcript yesterday, and there was this woman who was doing like PR or marketing work for the club. Yep. And she was on like, yeah, let's say for argument's sake, 150 grand. And they're openly talking about let's give her two hundred, and, and then she gives fifty. Give yeah, 50. like fucking hell. <laughs> it's yeah. And so we wake up to news today, like um, you know, after all the notes are done for the show, we wake up to news of the, you know the ATO and and the the, the New South Wales Police, and the, the, they're mm. all starting to get interested and take a look at things now, which is uh, which is great because you know. And there's, and there's even comments in those transcripts where they're going, oh, this isn't like a Canterbury thing or like a, a Storm thing. Oh, We're not, yeah. No, yeah, nothing like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe not, but um, they've, well, they almost got away with a real creative way of doing it, you know? Yeah, but but not smart enough to not talk about it while they were being recorded. Yeah, yeah, and they're also talking about things like, yeah, but if we set up this club and all this money goes from these guys, these deals to the players directly, then, you know, we, we need to make that money up, you know, for the club commercially because yeah, that's going to be money that they're not giving to the club, you know, for yeah. in sponsorship and stuff. They're just the fucking shadiest dudes and they, and the fact that they only got the 12 points and a million dollars is so fucking mm. like people are like oh that's fair that's fair you know like a harsh but fair you know not over over the top but not too light yep you know you know what given the the sheer lack of fucking knowledge they had about what they were doing here's my <laughs> here's my point on this the 12 points in the million bucks yep is a i'll say that on the lighter side yeah but still fair yeah for the club yep if that is the, for the only punishment well, yeah. to anyone that comes out of this yep then it is a bullshit punishment yeah yeah. The people involved, and I was reading today, I, 
this is an opportunity for the NRL to just show how serious they are about it. Yep. And not do as they've done previously and say, oh, well, we, we've done our investigation. Yep. And this is what we've said, and now that's really all we want to do with it. Yeah. You know, Parramatta's owned by uh, Parramatta Leagues Club. Yep. And then they have liquor licensing liquor and different government departments and, yeah, and yeah. everything there. I really hope that the NRL is going to them and saying, we need you to act on this. We've yep. done what we can do. Yeah. But we will give you all the assistance, all the documentation, man hours, yep. admin staff. What do you need? Yeah. We, we need to show that we will go through all levels of this. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how criminal it is. Obviously, the the forging of documents. Mm-hmm. And like raising yeah. fake invoices and and you know things like that. That's I mean that's that's yeah. fraud. So. It is. Um, again, I, I don't know how that would play out in court, though. If you were doing that sort of shit and you're sending the money to ISIS, <laughs> you, you, you'll yeah. have you know a, a very small window that you look out of for the next 20 years. Yeah. Um, doing that to pay a football player, Yeah. I, I, I'm not expertly aware of how that side of things or whether that actually does count as money laundering. Yeah, because yeah, because a lot of the times in the law, it's the end use. Yeah, yeah. That defines. Yeah. You know those blokes who are going up to to tow a tinny to North Queensland, <laughs> and we're gonna. Did you see that fucking boat? No, I didn't see the boat. I, I saw the headlines and everything, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't follow the story. It was the nautical equivalent of Parramatta season. It's fucking duct tape all over it and shit. It was bad. <laughs> and what they what were they going to try and make a make a run for what Indo and then yeah, get that's a, it. Yeah, okay. And so they were they were. They drove to the Cape, they were yeah. going to get on a boat and they were going to go, but it was the end use yeah. that, that actually got them yeah. and, and that. So um, I'd, I'd really like there to be criminal charges. Yeah. And also I'd like to know, I'd love to know what the, there's also in the transcripts a lot of talk from, I think, is it is it from Sharp or Seward? I can't remember who, who it was, talking about the lengthy discussions they've had with Tom Greenberg about advice on how to sort out TPA yeah. stuff. So if they're so openly and frank, openly frank, frankly discussing cheating shit, I'd love to know what the advice that Todd Greenberg gave was <laughs> because then it reflects on his time at the Bulldogs and yeah. you know, what the fuck was going on there, allegedly. Who knows? Because that, that's one of the... That's one you of the ones what? that he he had as, as a poster as a poster child for TPA, saying the Bulldogs got two million dollars and the Roosters got two and a half million, so we need you know. But here's, here's the thing: if if you follow a logic trail there, the NRLs had these tapes for forever or since the investigation. Not, not forever, only for the, the, the tapes have only been like a couple of months, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So he had them before he made his decision. Yeah. So if Greenberg had anything to be concerned about in conversations he'd had. <laughs> um, oh, the, the, it chewed up the tape. <laughs> the thing chewed up the tape. Has, anyone, has anyone got a pencil? <laughs> yeah. Was even uh, wide back? Oh, damn it, snapped. Yeah. Oh, it caught on fire. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, everyone listening to it got shot. Oh. Um, but it's it really does need to, to get in. And from, from the people I've spoken to who have a little yeah. bit of knowledge around it, I think the best avenue is going to be um, civil cases and claims mm-hmm. from people like Pete's. Yep. Uh, from from people involved in the club. I think I think Pete's will financially. He, his his move would have been covered. Things you know. I, I think he'll be all right. I know, I but know, yeah. that that will be the way that they yeah. get at these fuckers. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder with the Pete situation. I mean, he. I, I think in the, in the whole leaving thing, I, I bet you he had to sign something that you know, kind of like. 
you know, a waiver against anything like, you know, like that. Like oh, in the release. And, you know, there the you go. You very, you very easily said that was done under duress. Yeah, that's true too. You know, an emotional pressure. But, yeah, um, yeah it, the NRL needs to step up and work yeah. with every single available agency to make sure that as harsh a penalty is dealt out to the individuals of the board. Yes. Agreed. Um, the NRL is considering scheduling more double-headers in Sydney and Brisbane as a success of Saturday night's event at Suncorp Stadium despite renewed calls for a Super League-style magic weekend in which an entire round of matches are played at one venue. So I just wanted to bring that up because um, it, worked out, it worked out well for everyone. Mad, people made a lot of bank. Um, yeah. You know, the people enjoyed sitting there for like fucking hours and hours and hours and, you know, and it was actually good, smarter than putting the Broncos game second this time because the other times I've been to these, the Broncos games first and mm-hmm. then we'd have a function afterwards and we'd be have a function in the stadium up on the seventh level or whatever. And so you're sort of watching the Bulldogs or whatever it was, you know, down there. But the thing, the place is empty, like yeah. half empty, yeah. you know, yeah. people are gone. So it was smart having the Broncos game second because it kept the place full through the, you know, they they built up through the first game, but they, were, you know, it was pretty much full by the time that game was yep. going. And um, and yeah, so like atmosphere and everything was great. Um, I just, I think they maybe uh, we're talking about last week how maybe like you know you do like four. It's probably too many. I think mm. two games probably is all right. So maybe just do two games Saturday, two games Sunday, and then mm-hmm. same thing in New South Wales yep. concurrently maybe. Yep. Um, or like, you know, stagger them. So like, you know, have a two... Oh, yeah, we can't have too much time between the games either because people get fucking restless unless there's like, you know, entertainment, mm. bouncing castles and stuff. Which isn't hard to... Mm. You know, Suncorp's got that giant yeah. area at the front where they put that stuff Yep. anyway. Yep. If you had pass-outs anyway, you could just go and get fucking pissed up at... Up at a pub the on Cactus Street yeah. somewhere and come back. You know, back down. Fucking with skin full. But yeah, look, I mean, all for it. I mean, we kind of spoke about it. I just wanted to raise it again after it actually, you know, after they, they did it on the weekend. But um, yeah, yeah, that'd be a great thing. Um, and then what's the other thing I want to look at? Oh, yeah. This is this is one that's, you know, close, close to my heart because actually it's my NFL side. Um, but uh, the, the, uh, the Atlanta Falcons are building a new, a new uh, $1.4 billion uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which opens next year. And the owner, Mr. Arthur Blank, um, who is a co-founder of like uh, Home Depot or something, so he's a fucking billionaire. Mm. Uh, he owns Falcons. He owns the Atlanta soccer team as well. Um, he's and he owns his stadium. He's building this fucking stadium. Yeah. So like the dude is rich as fuck. But they announced this week that um, about the concessions when the new stadium opens up. And they're saying that they're going to sell a number of menu items for five dollars or less, even for main events such as the Super Bowl, if it's there, and college bowl games and things like that. Mm. Um, it's also it's going to um, also host the NCAA men's Final Four basket game, basketball games in 2020. But it's basically this reversal in sport, spectator sports in the states at the moment. What they're doing is kind of getting like celebrity chefs and and gourmet chefs doing like high end shit at mm. stadiums and things like that. So what like for example, they're saying that um, celebrity chef Danny Myers Union Square Hospitality Group sells beef bratwurst for $9.75 and beef brisket sandwich for $10.25 at the New York Mets City Field and National Park home to the Washington Nationals. But the Falcons' new stadium, hot dog $2 compared with the average of $5.29 at NFL stadiums last year. Um, they're going to do things as well like have you know more concession stands like on every floor of the stadium so people can get to them easily. And then they're going to do things like $2 soft drinks with unlimited refills, uh, $2 bottled waters, hot dogs, pretzels, popcorn, $3 you know, pizza, nacho, waffle fries, 5 bucks a beer instead of like the and these are all like well under the average like mm. probably you know 30 percent to 50 percent under the average and i just think it's just something um 
that would be really fucking great <laughs> if someone. I mean, I know in in uh, I think the AFL, like someone like Melbourne, I say someone's doing so trying to do something like that. Mm. But I'd love to see someone doing something like that. Yeah, it won't happen. No, Econom- yeah. economies of scale. Yeah, Australia A doesn't have the population. Yeah, it's not so much Australia's population. It's the game. It's 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 more capacity and you know that sort of thing. Like the Titans is the well, the Broncos well, are no, pretty but, expensive too. But the Titans, but even even the density outrageous. of population, yeah. in, anywhere you go in America, yeah. within a certain radius, there's enough people to fill that stadium up twenty times over. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But and, same, same. There's there's the same here too. It's just we don't. Oh well. There's yeah. enough people in the Gold Coast to fill that fucking <laughs> small ass stadium up twenty times over. I don't know. But I don't know. But what's the population of the Gold Coast? They're all transients. Yeah, what's the population of the Gold Coast though? There's plenty of motherfuckers there. Depends if it's holiday season or not. But this is what I'm saying. The population of the Gold Coast are transient. Yeah, but the base population of the Gold Coast it goes from fucking like, you know fucking Tanamira to fucking you know, down to like Tweed, for example. Mm. Oh, yeah. If you've got if gigantic that that tracks of fucking suburbs. That's Gold Coast, man. Oh, yeah. You've got gigantic tracks of permanent fucking residents. Yeah, definitely. But I'm talking... Okay, so look at your stadiums in America. And like Brisbane, though. for example. You know, you fill that stadium fucking, you know. It also has the, the given advantage that everything is cheaper in terms of ingredients and labour. And stadiums in Australia fall under the same shit that... Toll roads do, which I know is a funny metaphor, um, but the people that have built these stadiums cost them so much money to build these stadiums that the only way they can be financially viable is to charge exorbitant fees for hosting. Yeah, but that's isn't that, charge, that, that, that isn't stadium constructors that are doing that. And yeah, that's the that's, that's the managers of the stadiums. Yeah, but that's that's, why that's the see, only way that the whole thing. When you build the stadium, that's why that's why you see the, the uh, stadiums managed by Stadiums Australia, of which uh, the Hope Solo Coliseum is one. Mm. I did some work for them, and they're fucking like. Yeah, but that's when when they like built the Westfields of stadiums. Yeah, and that's and the, they and are, we know we know what Westfields yeah. like. Yeah. But you know when they built that uh, tunnel in Brisbane. Yeah. You know they built it, and the government built it. Yeah. And it was not financially viable after a year, yeah. so somebody else had to get in, buy the rights to that, yeah. and jack the fees yeah. way up. Um, this guy's got the luxury so of paying for it all yeah, it's himself. So, it's so funny when they talk about the, like, the, the tunnels and stuff being not financially viable because it's like, what are you going to fucking do? You're going to fucking cave it in? You've already built. You can't just wipe off the fucking billion dollars you spent yeah, building exactly. the cave. Like, what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, yeah, this this guy's got the luxury of having shitloads of money oh yeah and and if he can do that then that that's a brilliant thing and, and that's somebody that loves the game or that's someone that loves the community yeah yeah in his city so I, I really do wish it had happened I agree with you and because at but, the end of the day it comes it, it comes down to that that whole thing like you know would you rather have fucking 6,000 people in that Gold Coast Stadium paying $30 yeah. for a fucking meal or would you rather have fucking 18,000 people when no, they're paying I, 10 bucks for a meal? I'm not sure cheap hot dogs gets people to the Titans games. I tell you, it's a, it's, if, when they, when they try and Nazi down on food and check bags and stuff on the way in, mm. I mean, then it is, a, it is a deterrent because the Gold Coast, one thing that they need to get through the gates there is families. Yeah, that's it. And that's, and the one, and the one thing that gets families through the gates is cheap food. Yes. Because, I mean, the, the games are given. I'm, I'm pretty, oh, look, I don't want to speak, 
you know, like you project my experience onto everybody, but I'm pretty sure that no one goes to the games to see the cunt playing fucking before, you know, like the, yeah. to the concert or whatever before yeah. the game at all. Even the grand final, no one gives a fuck about whether it's fucking Train or mm-hmm. Billy Idol or whatever. I mean, no one gives a fucking the slightest little bit of a yeah. fuck. You go in there for the football, which is a given, that's happening. Yep. You, know, you know for a fact. Yep. So it's the other stuff around it that is the stuff that gets you, like, you know, if you're teetering. You know, to make a yeah. day, you know, to make a day, because fucking expensive. Last time I was down at the Titans, or not last time. Last time I was down with a kid. I've, like, you know, like a hot dog, packet of chips, packet of lollies, bottle of water, two bottles of water. I swear it was fucking over twenty five dollars. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, it's, just, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And if you if you if you're like a, a and like that's on top of the Titans, like their family ticket. Mm is an adult and a child. Yeah. One adult, one child, see, and it's okay. like 50 From that, dollars. What a, when you're when you're reading out all these things that this guy is doing, yep. and I'm hearing us talking about a professional sporting organisation that's owned and operated by a leagues club, yep. and it, it just makes me sad how behind we are. Oh, fuck yeah. Well, I mean, we've, this has been a common theme of, and, particularly this year, I think, clubs just run... As run like you know, like raffles and things, you know, like that yeah. sort of that, that level of run, shit. You run know, like, like a football club was run in the sixties and seventies, mm-hmm. and run by footballers who are the descendants of footballers. Of, you know, yeah. Like, so it it really does make me sad. The you know the the closest we've got to that is Russell Crowe, and yeah, fucking good on him for doing so. Something he's passionate about. Yeah. But what's it, what has he actually done though? Too like, like he is the one one guy that you could think would you know could affect stuff like that. Yeah. Um, well, there's a lot of private. There's probably I mean like just Manly could do it. I mean they're privately owned club as well. Hmm. So. Yeah, with with the whole Hollywood thing, you know, when Oprah came out here, she was wearing yeah. the the Rabbitohs hat. Yeah. I, I wish he'd done a little bit more in terms of that international promotion of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, God knows he could have. Yeah, I but just don't he, think Russell can tell Oprah to do what to do. <laughs> no, 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 no. But he didn't. He, he had his marriage breakdown and all those other issues shortly after that. So he had more important things on his mind. But uh, is any sneaky billionaires out there listening? Come and buy an NRL club. <laughs> I'm. So, I'm. It's just. Oh, they're obviously such a, a, a loss. The, the problem is, like the only, the only people with the money who would buy one are people who have an emotional attachment, like Russell yeah. Crowe. Yeah. And I mean, he's not, you know, he's far from a billionaire. But I mean, how many, the, so if there's a billionaire that could, wanted to buy a club, you'd have to assume that they are Australian, a, com- a country that doesn't have a massive surplus of billionaires. Mm. You know what I mean? And we've had our experiments with Tinkler. Yeah. and Look how that went. Well, I mean, that, that dude, speaking from personal experience of building like about three of that guy's websites. Really? <laughs> he's. <laughs> okay. The money that guy had, he wasn't very quick to fucking pay his bills, but yeah. thank God they got paid yeah. because a lot of people did not get their bills paid from him. Mm. But uh, that, but he he was also like such a flights of fancy guy. Like he had that massive, he went from nothing, he, he fucking rolled the dice, came up massively trumps, yep. a lot of money. And then he just was like, I'm into horse racing, fucking bam, Paddock Farm, I'm buying this horse, that horse, I've gone down to Magic Moons, fucking like that, you know. Yep. And he just got, like, oh. Rugby league, boom, knights, fucking bite, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that, that's like, he's like an American lottery winner. <laughs> like, it's, it's almost exactly, he wins the lottery to the tune of like, we are like yeah. 450, but, 500 million. What, here's the other thing. That guy's, yeah. you know, multi, multi-billionaire. Yep. I guarantee you, 
if the governing body of his sport turned around and said jump, he would say, how high and would you like me to do it forwards, backwards or with a half twist in the air? Yeah. That's how, that's how you, that, that, yeah. That's the strength of the governing bodies over there. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, you think, I mean, remember what happened in um, in the NBA when the Clippers boss. Yeah, we, we, yeah. we said that the, when the, the years come up. And he's like, boom, he's forced to sell it for yeah. like, you know, he's sold it for like, what, you know, 10 billion oh, yeah. or something like that. But, but I mean, you're still a racist. Forced, yeah, forced. We're yeah. not going to stop you from making your money. But no, you will but sell you, it. You will not fucking. You will not. Yeah. Uh, you will not own a club in this NBA. Yeah. No fucking way. So, yeah, it's just crazy. But yeah, just food for thought. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Had a tweet through the week from, uh, we had a lot of tweets from, from people about Sportsmate, but uh, Jamie Mancini, so Jamie underscore Mancini one, said, uh, LOL, I never realized I had even downloaded League Live for ages and I only realized when I looked at the name. So there you go. And in fact, yeah, I was in the same boat. Um, I know... And then there's other people who's like, yeah, fuck, I've had it, had it for years. Like my brother was one. He's like, oh, I've had it for years. So yeah, and um, it just it just speaks to yeah the the changes that the you know the way they've evolved it over the years and things like that as well. Mm. But, um, it's like it's just a completely different app, app. It's amazing. And I thank you everyone who for sending Sportsmate your uh, not your reviews, your feedback, how much you love the app. Um, because let's face it, it's hard for you. Yeah. We can tell you every week how fucking amazing it is, but... Go know. and experience it for yourself. You, you can lead a horse to water. Yes, you, you can. you can't make it download a fucking app, essentially. No, because they have hooves. Yeah. And uh, where, where do they put the smartphone? You know, you, you probably have a little, like... Tuck it in their bridle or like something. Like a bag, like a food bag in front of their face that you stick <laughs> the phone in. They get their big horse lips and... <laughs> I wonder how accurate they are with those things. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and, and Siri ain't gonna understand shit either. It's like Mr. Ed or something. <laughs> no, get on there, download the app, um, and play around with it. You, you can go down massive rabbit holes in that thing in terms of looking at stats and past forms, and mm-hmm. if you, if you do enjoy the odd uh, stat flutter, mm-hmm. it is an absolute paradise. You can uh, escape reality in there very nicely. You, well, I mean. Jared will tell you from experience that if you love stats, you can read, you can browse and observe and read and digest stats to climax with this app. They have big stats, little <laughs> stats, old stats, young stats, <laughs> new stats, right stats, no wrong stats, <laughs> hairy stats, <laughs> smelly stats. <laughs> It was a toss-up between going that or the, yeah. the Forrest Gump shrimp stats. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was just cheech the whole way. <laughs> That's where I went. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download Legal Live today. Recaps for round uh, 10 of the 2016 NRL season. Kicked off on Thursday night football. Uh, St. George, Illawarra Dragons 16 defeat the Canberra Raiders 12. Now a jubilee uh, in fucking semi-darkness. It was like watching... It was like you sit in the stand watching under sevens training <laughs> it was like the, that, that quality of light it's amazing like you can hear the lights at the end of the half the lights or however many lights were down yep. but um, until you actually until see, you it, see it yeah. you don't realise how 
how much light the the the, the massive light towers bring to like the general production value and feel of you watching a professional yeah. game. Like it was really just like you walking down, just watching fucking touch. Like they so, like, they crazy. turn those light towers on. Yeah, and whole sections of rainforest just start disappearing yeah. <laughs> that's how much energy those fucking things yeah. use um, a crowd of just under 10,000 Dragon 16 came and tries to uh, Tyson Frizzell Tim Laffey and uh, Ewan Aiken crucially um, Gareth Widdett one of two conversions and a penalty goal uh, the Raiders 12 came from tries to Rapana and Croker and uh, Croker two of two conversions and there's a lot of field goals there's three field goals missed from each side obviously in the uh, latter stages of the game and um, a particularly easy chance for Caesar, I thought um, mm. the, for, towards the end of the first period of extra time, where he was, he was, you know, kind of pretty much set up, you know, right in front or maybe just to the right, of the yep. uprights, you know, like twenty five, thirty out, like just plush and yeah, and uncharacteristic. Like he, well, you say uncharacteristic, but he was over three too, so he's very characteristic. <laughs> <laughs> so this game, I mean, this game, it was. One of these games that was made spectacular by the finish. Yeah, that's true. Everyone remembers the finish, and I don't remember how they got there. Um, you and Aiken, he's a, a young Pambula junior. Yeah? Pambula's down the south coast of New South Wales, near Marimbula. Okay, a lot of Blizzlers down there. It is. <laughs> they, they ran out of uh, <laughs> suffixes to name their, their suburbs <laughs> after. But they uh, named everyone on the street and just put Mbula. He, he's been solid all year. Yeah. Um, did a very good job of containing Corey Oates as best he could when they when they played up here, uh, but watching him in the city country match just makes you wonder what sort of player he would be if he was playing with a a much better team or a a decent mentoring coach. If he had a Des, if he had a a Tooves or or if he had a Gus, it it might be that that we're losing all of these amazing stars. Because they're they're just fading into mediocrity. Yep. Um, but I think for for this one, it was a tale of of two quiet halves. Like Blake Austin for the Raiders, I thought was very 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 quiet. Yeah. And he probably had every right to be after he was given a artificial vagina down the length of his nose. <laughs> but uh, on on the other side, Benji was very 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 quiet for the Dragons and I think they were better off for that yeah absolutely. He, uh, he didn't get the chance to, to Benji up yep. too much um, Blake Austin I'm still not convinced is 100% I think he's far from it uh, my my opinion is still that he came back a little bit early to, to try and press his case for an origin selection yep. and he's probably done that more harm than good yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't think he he was. He would never have been the first person in the frame, so he had to try and force himself to that position, and he just yep. failed to do so. Yep. Um, but the ending of the game, a lot of people are like, oh, it's you know, like you know, Jack White and obviously, like, yeah, it's the fucking worst, yeah, you know, the worst part. No, I still think like, I think that's very short, very short memories from people. It was it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. It was no Hodges. Don't get me wrong, but it was. It wasn't like that son, that uh, that Sean Kenny Dow one, like in the Broncos last year, when oh, he just passed it straight to Darius Boyd rushing yeah. through. That was far cleaner, yeah, and, and, and stupider, because that was like passing from you know the sideline, passing it in. You feel, this, this, I mean, intercepts from people trying to spread it happened, you know, yep. like all the all yep. the time. Um, and his his pass almost found the target too. I mean, like it yeah. wasn't it wasn't that yeah. far off the mark. Like whereas that Sean Kenny Dow one was just unfucking believable. It, like. Uh, 
the way it worked, it was <laughs> unbelievable. One of the funniest things I've ever seen. I, I don't know what the problem was with the Raiders this match. The the Dragons have shown all year they've had problems with big, strong teams. They compress their defence. I think they got anal by the referees a bit too. It was one of those um, games where it felt like they got none of the. Like, you know, the, the, the 50-50s or even, you know, the things that yeah. you've got. Well, I'll tell you what did do it. My stat of the match was errors. Yep. If you look at uh, at the errors the Dragons had four, the Raiders had 15 errors. Mm-hmm. And if you Im- imagine uh, a bit of a lower error count, then that game probably goes the way most people predicted. I know yep. I'd pick the Raiders. Yep. Um, but they, they treated the, the football like... Like Kevin Rudd treated the surplus. Just no respect for it, and, and no one fucked with it at every and, opportunity. And no one's got a fucking so much as a fucking plasma to show for it. <laughs> White still got paid. Well, maybe that's why everyone got a plasma, and they fucking and they just brought the power grid down. <laughs> Free plasmas for everybody. Um, Stuart Marler, be sure to mention this week that Jack White and got paid the same for losing that match as if he won it. Uh, do we do we need to? I mean, that's that's like GI kicking a two point field goal, right? Giannis <laughs> Mateus. The most exciting thing about this game will be Jay's joy over Urban Samurai's hair pull. It was fucking great. <laughs> it was fucking sensational. The only way that could have been better. Yeah. Did you see that video of the girl eating corn yeah. on the drill? <laughs> if it just ripped it straight out of the fucking patch, the ball patch. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Go from the Urban Samurai to Fry a Tuck. Oh, that corn thing though. That fucking shit was so funny. That fucking silly chick. You know what? Well, there's, there's better videos on the internet of power tools and yeah, yeah. I'm what sure they that, can do. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Tall Hayden. Jack White and realised he doesn't get paid for overtime, so quickly put an end to it. Uh, Special K online. Whiten to the fucking zoo in Perth to start a new baboon attraction. <laughs> and Freak uh, 9 You know, Raiders have won the toss and elected to run into the dark. Indeed. South Sydney Rabbitohs, 22, defeat the Parramatta Eels, 20, at the Pillow Fortress. Just a touch over 16,000 in attendance. And this one, uh, Michael Oldfield, Arva, the, the wife-beating cunt hole. Goodwin, Kiri with tries, Reynolds 2-4 conversions and a penalty goal. Parramatta Eels, 20, hat-trick to Semi. Mm. Uh, also with a try, and uh, Michael Gordon, 2-4 uh, conversions. Parramatta need to do more of one thing for the rest of the season. Lose. Go left. Just go left. Well, th- Every th- single play. Go left. Remember, remember go left. last year their strategy was to pass it to Semi, and, and yeah. you know, it served them quite well. It was their only strategy. Now they've got some other strategies as well, so they can kind of dump, you know, fake, the, fake they're going to do something <laughs> else and pass it to Semi. Yeah, that's like, there's that extra little layer of subtlety to it, which will yield more points. <laughs> he, he was just phenomenal. I'm saying, if I lived in that area, yep. I would be at a Parramatta game, no matter which team I supported, as often as A, time would allow, and B, um, it didn't fuck with the family budget too much. Waiting by the waiting by the dressing room, the, well, trying to get a mouthful of semi. I, I get a feeling that in, in the years to come, people are going to be talking about semi the way they, they talk about the greats like Joey at the moment. Like, oh, I saw him play this game and he did X, Y, Z. It's, it's something about him, and, and I think he's just going to have that sort of mythos as a player. There's something about semi. Ongoing. Semi gives me a semi. Gives me a fully when he's not really? playing against my team. Yeah, okay. Nice. Um, it it was it the, the script was right for, for Parramatta to, to get their fairy tale. Uh, I think the difference between 
this Parramatta team and what Melbourne did when they came out after losing their points yep. was obviously the Bellamy factor and the cool head out on the field factor. Um, yeah. So Parramatta I think you probably had, do that siege mentality thing better too. Yeah, exactly. So the the Eels, I saw them, they started their big push, their big final push with about 15 to go. Yep. And I remember sitting there and thinking to myself, they've gone off too early. They've gone off about five, maybe seven minutes too early here. And sure enough, it, it ran them out of puff and the Rabbits were able to get the momentum back from them and run it out to the end of the game. So um, South looked very, very much improved. Attitude's a wonderful thing. It's just, and it was just attitude. Yeah. Like, they still they still weren't great, but, man, they just... they. They obviously wanted to be a team and not to knock the heels off. Yeah. And they the just the intent and everything ultimately translated into mm. into into the mm. win and the desperation and things like that. Like, yeah, Burgess was clearly playing better. Yeah. I mean we were only writing him off, you know, or just you know, commenting on how shit he's been this season. You know, what, last week, week before yep. But uh he was vastly improved and as he does, he's you know, bringing his his brothers along. I, th- I think ride. as he improves, he gets less gronkish. Yeah. The less cheap shit yeah, in his game, yeah. the the better he is. But which probably comes out of frustration, um, I guess. Yeah. Looking at uh, at sports, mate, there was no one stat that really stood out mm-hmm. in this game. Um, but if you didn't know the final score, funnily enough, you'd probably think Parramatta won this game. They completed their sets better. They had more possession. They forced more dropouts. They conceded half as many penalties. Yeah. Everything in the stats yeah. said the Parramatta should have won this game. But I mean, I felt like that in the running of the game too, because yeah. they they just didn't get the tries. When they, uh, you know, when they were on offer, but I really think they just needed a cooler head out there. Yeah, maybe an experienced hooker. Yeah, or you know, a, a halfback slash five eighth that's you know, not smashing the still knocks and red bulls. <laughs> When's that depressed somatic immunity come over? <laughs> Expire. <laughs> Aussie Chuck Bravo, masterstroke from Madge. Bring Kiri on late was all part of the how to beat power plan. Bloke's got some X factor in his game. Mitch Dorr, 13. Parrot Eels playing like they belong at the bottom of the ladder. Who loses the Souths? Seriously, kick them both out of the comp. <laughs> Erebus Chaos. Parrot Eels, that's the result fans of 15 other clubs wanted. Fuck you, you cap-cheating cunts. Hash, no points for para. Hash, cap cunts. He's tweeted that directly to their account too. So they digitally appreciate mm. that. Uh, Mad Dog underscore no space. Oh, for Pete's sake. Has that joke been done yet? And I finally know it hasn't. You're the first one. Congratulations. Fantastic. Brilliant. Voodoo Rock. Should be annoyed, but I'm not. Can't lose multiple games at home in the final five minutes. Ash, realistic para fan here. Ash, real talk. As I said earlier, gave him rats for being a, a realist and not a gronk. MJ Eagle 23. Nathan Pete's plays, they don't allow 16 second half points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, angry NRL guy. This is why I watch NRL. The heartbreak associated with those sorts of losses are like 30-year-old single malt to me. <laughs> and to me, too. It's probably the first game in history where I actually wanted to souse the win. Um, or where I haven't wished them kicked out of the cop. It's a big call. <laughs> one eye Tiger underscore. Parramatta put up a hell of a fight for a team still on zero points after 10 rounds. <laughs> and finally, Trent Slats. 12 from 15 lasted about as long as Coney 2012. Whatever happened to the Coney? It, is Coney still out there? He is, I think. Didn't he go bonkers? Oh, you know. I remember him walking naked down the streets. Oh, yeah, not Kane. That's the guy, yeah, the guy that organised yeah. the thing. Yeah. yeah, he was like just furiously masturbating on like a public intersection. Yeah, that's... And, uh, yeah. Yeah, success, success affects people in different ways. <laughs> I can't say I've ever felt... <laughs> Maybe I just haven't been successful enough. 
to maybe, get to that masturbating public at a fucking cross intersection. Like, maybe if you replace success in your sentence with meth. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't like a a, a a public street, like a cul-de-sac. It was like literally a fucking cross intersection. <laughs> am I imagining this, or am I imagining like this sweet little old grey-haired, permed-haired lady walking past? Water in a garden or something. When he's got- just ripping the ears off it. <laughs> There's just, I just can't imagine there's any measure of any, uh, yeah, anything that just made me want to furiously masturbate in public, <laughs> walking down the street. <laughs> find him, find him. I'll go very close if Ben Hunt drops another football at the end of the grand final yeah. this year. In fact, I actually did do that in the corporate box. <laughs> um, to completion, incidentally. <laughs> Penny Panthers, 30 to feed the Warriors, 18 in Christchurch, um, 18,000 on the dot. That's not a fucking fake figure at all. Um, <laughs> Panthers, 30, uh, tries to uh, Jamie Lyon, <laughs> Patrick the Tyrone Beachy, DWZ. Tries to who? <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> it was on purpose. Okay. <laughs> James Howard, four or five conversions and penalty goal. Uh, Warriors, <laughs> Cutter, Wright, Ageford scored tries. Sean Johnson, three or three conversions. You know the moral of this story is? The Warriors, beyond a shadow of a doubt, are the dumbest motherfucking football team I've ever fucking seen in my life. The 2016 Warriors, with all the inherent talents and abilities that they they have, yeah. are fucking retards. Yeah, it's. it's I'll tell you what though. At, at one stage during this game, um, when Jamie Soward had to kick to take us eight points yep. in front, yep, with I think it was 12, 13 minutes to go. You ever heard of Pavlov's dogs? Mm-hmm. He'd ring a bell. Ring a bell, yep. And the uh, the dogs would salivate because they were expecting the food. Yeah, they were the condition that they were going to, when the bell rang, they were going to get fed. Yeah. yeah. Introduce you to a new condition called Jay's Panthers hemorrhoids. <laughs> if there is a conversion to be taken... <laughs> By Jamie's out in a clutch that, situation. That will, that will put us ahead... Or bring us level yeah. in the late stages of a game. My sphincter clenches so tightly involuntarily um, that I'm, I'm leaving wet patches on the seats. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. And I really wish we could start beating teams with some more points. Because um, <laughs> this one ended up being 12, but I mean, still, it doesn't tell the story of the game. I mean, there was, what was it, 22-18 or 20-18 yeah. or something? It was like, it was, they'd score the try and like, they were rolling until they just started fucking chucking the ball. <laughs> it, it, dumb, it, fucking dumb. You know, in, in looking at this game, that we had five players on a short turnaround from City yep. Country. Um, it, it was also probably one of the, the quieter games and, and Cartwright was one of those players, but it was one of the, the quieter games I've seen him have for a little while. And whether that was, was just a little bit of tiredness or, or soreness, or whether that was a he didn't part do a of the of game the, plan. He didn't do a lot of the dumb shit, though. Bit, though, though. Uh, um, no. Uh, like, you know, because like, he's got that dumb ass... He's got, like, he could play with the Warriors sometimes. Like, yeah, dumb, look, that, that's been that's been getting you know, fewer and, and further between. But it, it was very nice to see that we can win a game and, and win it without him having to be involved in, in every second touch of the ball. Yep. Uh, and Matt Moylan, he just keeps getting better week on week. He, I don't think he's ever going to get back to that outstanding broken field, yep. you know, small, speedy guy that he was before the biscuits crumbled. Yep. Uh, but if, if he can keep replacing that with with just absolute poise, 
playing just before and through the line. Um, like the pass he put up for Peachy to, to get over on his first was just beautiful to watch. It was yep. poetry on a fucking rugby league field. Um, yeah, and, and what you've said really, really sums up the... Because uh, they were rolling. There were three tackle, four tackles every set. They were rolling. Yeah. And then before the last tackle... They just start chucking. They just go that one offload too many, which would lead to an intercept yeah. or a knock on or something. And like, oh, I'm, I'm surprised the Breeze didn't play more of a, yeah. a role in this game. It was like Johnson took one of his conversions. It might have been the first one that he took. Yeah. And he's kicked the ball from right in front, yeah. as you would normally expect it to be kicked, and it ends up, you know, in a normal stadium, second yeah. level. Yeah. And he's booted it, and it fell back Spooled. in the ingle. Yeah. It was horrendous, the, the wind. But, um, the again, the, the Panthers are, are starting to, to be known for their offloads, and they're sticking. Um, yep. But stats-wise, in this game, 20 offloads. That's a lot. Which is also massive, considering yep. Cardi was quiet. Yeah. Because yeah. he normally has 35 a game himself. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Half of them go to hand, half of them just, you know, yeah. fucking and anywhere, you know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, your best guess is... <laughs> Uh, Adrian underscore Maitland Jamie Sauer put on a goal kicking masterclass in that win today credit where credit is due fucking solid Mm. yes Mysegoon 85 wow 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 that Ashford scoring more tries than letting in turning into the X Factor play he was finally meant to be Shutter 86. Panthers get up by 12. By this year's standards, that is a fucking smash that comes in. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, Saturday Arvo, Melbourne Storm 15 defeated the North Queensland Cowboys 14 at Suncorp. Um, it was a share, obviously, of that 52,347 doubleheader crowd. Storm 15 tries to Tohu Harris and uh, Kevin Proctor. Cameron Smith, two of two conversions, one of one penalty goals and a field goal from his only attempt. The Cowboys 14 came from tries to Gavin Cooper and Michael Morgan. Thurston, two of two conversions and a penalty goal. Yeah, there was lots of hype around this one, but Craig Bellamy um, shows yet again that with a little bit of time and and a little bit of discipline, Mm -hmm. that he can take a team of almost unknowns um, with a couple of seasoned uh, senior players in there and turn them into genuine premiership contenders. Mm -hmm. And for mine, that's worth... A million times more than the Wayne Bennett style. Yeah, give me give me the Australian team, and I'll I'll get Make them a premiership. Like it, yeah. And if not, and he ripped them out and leave the club fucking in, in destitute yeah. at the end of I'll, my reign. I'll fucking Denzel Washington slow motion press the button as I <laughs> as I leave the club. And watching watching St George um, and Newcastle, you know, just detonating in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's it it really is a a comment on on Bellamy and and probably senior players as well. Um, but just to put some some uh, framework around this, I think this was probably Melbourne's best game of the year. Yep. And probably North Queensland's worst game of the year. Close to, maybe close to the one they... Yeah. Um, they lost early on, but, you know, it it was a perfect storm of, of shitness for them. Um, like, you know, Lachlan Coote is the safest, probably the safest fullback in the league. And he had an absolute Barney of a night. And it's going to happen occasionally. Um, but by Melbourne having their absolute best performance and North Queensland having one of their worst, that probably gives a, a decent indication. Yeah, and I think worse. I don't think they were bad at all, though, the Cowboys. Oh, they just... They they weren't they weren't themselves. And it's things like, you know, Coot drops a ball. Yeah, but there's also things like where there was that fucking try-saving tackle where 
um, who was it that was going for the going for the corner on the Cowboys' left hand side, and there was just like the ridiculous try saving tackle. A guy came through, Stormer came through, like leg sliding under the ball, and you know, just oh yeah, guy, like, yeah, yeah, just, like, no, no. Just, things like little millimeter things like that that are like you know the, the, the one like, percent you know, in a game where there's only fifteen yeah. points to fourteen, where like you know four to six points is like a a match a match winning you know yeah. haul of points there, you know. But, so. My point being that normally if, if there's an error and the Cowboys close to their goal line, then they don't let in points the next set. Yep. Uh, whereas whereas this game, they seemed a, a little bit brittle on the back of errors. So uh, I'm sure that that's something they'll discuss at training this week. Um, oh, my goony goo Shows that he can be taught. That's like about the only. That's about the only uh, tweet we got about this game. Actually, was about Gunagugu. <laughs> Cruzy, Cruzy loves the Gunagugu as well. He's, he's a great uh, uh, Eddie Murphy. Again, look, well. you know, look at what Bellamy's done with this guy within, within yep. the space of a season. Most yep. of the most of the stupid stuff's gone out of his out of his game. So, um, but again, Cameron Smith, sixty-two tackles. Mm-hmm. Adjusting for age, that's actually about three thousand tackles. Yeah. Um, but for for every one of those that he makes, that's one that another big man doesn't have to make. Yep. Uh, and that goes a long way to Melbourne having one of the best defensive records in the comp. Yep. And uh, yeah, we we got the Gungu tweet, but that's that's it for that game. And I guess it was because of the uh, the double header kind of. That's one thing it sucked the tweets out of the focus. Like people are just like you know it's like back to back boom. Um, the Brisbane Broncos thirty defeat the mighty Manly Seagulls six Suncorp once again double header fifty two blah 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 thousand uh, Broncos tries two Boyd Milford couple Thiday Oates conversions I long for the days when Broncos conversions were easy just Corey Parker did this <laughs> now it's always fucking spread around a hundred cunts Corey Parker got one uh, Kahu got three uh, penalty goal to Kahu uh, Marty to power Jamie Lyon tries uh, Marty to power try Jamie Lyon conversion for the Seagulls go. Mate, I'll, I'll leave the, the meat of this one to you, but one thing I will say is that Jamie Lyon spat in the face of the football gods, and he now <laughs> has Sam Thiaday beating him on the outside for pace. <laughs> That's what happens when you fuck with the game of rugby league. That's what you deserve. This is the one where he should have fucking, he should have fucking dived. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Jamie Lyon Luganus. Um... Good time to retire. Like he's definitely picked it. He's picked the right season because I just don't see how they, how he could possibly play next year if he continues to like you know if, if he continues like like that. If that is going to be like common, and thank thank fuck it's not. But if that becomes common, like if if you know even that thing that happening at all means okay, that's a signpost. We go okay. It's like you know the first time you know you you, you forget your wife's name or something like your Alzheimer's. <laughs> <laughs> If you get your kid's name or something, you know, it's like it's a signpost that dementia, the rugby league dementia is coming, and uh, and, you know, you need to start planning for the afterlife. (laughs) (laughs) Like this guy, the Broncos, obviously, you know, in form, much better side um, on the night, and um, and not that they fucking need it. Like the, the frustrating thing with this one is. The, the soft tries they score at the start to like twelve nil, but then that Manly actually fought their way back, and Willie Army fucking throws a forward pass to bombs one try. They get a fair try denied because of forward pass. When you look at it, it wasn't a forward pass. Shit like that when you're struggling, shit yeah, like yeah. that's massive. They could have been very easily twelve all, very like three millimeters <laughs> combined across yeah. two tries, yeah. and they would and they would have been twelve all. And then to compound that, they they literally got zero 
of the fucking 50-50 anything calls in the entire game. And the Broncos, they don't need those fucking calls. Like, they don't need them. But when you're struggling, you fucking need them. Especially when it's mm. like, you know, they went through a period there where it just it was like the Broncos would... Yeah, they'd, they'd receive a kickoff or something, and then they'd be get to about the 30-meter line, and they'd be crunching them, crunching them, then penalty, boom. There you go, Broncos yeah. on attack. And that happened so many fucking times. They just, like, in the general general running of the game, they, uh, the Broncos weren't that superior. It was just the fact that they would give them penalties, and they, and Broncos were starting their crucial sets mm. 30 meters out every time, and Manly got none of those. They, you know, I don't think it happened at all through the game. And it's just stuff like that just fucking kills you. you know, and there, there is a way... There is a way for Jamie to uh, appease the rugby league gods. Yes, that. They, they, they speak. Of, they speak of an ancient ritual where all you need are the cornrows of two shit cunts who are prone to suspension. Oh, well, there's, there's, there's only one person that's prone to suspension. Oh, throughout their whole career. Oh, one guy is so far in fucking. <laughs> I know who you say. I know what you're saying. I mean, with one of them, fucking. Let me tell you, to power, yeah. I agree 100. percent Light, light the cornrows on fire in the morning, the Harbour Bridge. And they then should, dive off it. They should light the, light, light the power's cornrows and push him <laughs> off it. <laughs> um, start of the match on this one. Broncos fans, you're all, you know, yeah, yeah, great, we're the best, yeah, yeah, yeah we're the Broncos. They made 11 errors and completed at 77%. Yeah, Wayne wouldn't be happy with that. No. And, and if you do that against a, a decent team... Um, you you are very very close to to your overconfidence becoming a weakness. Well, I don't I don't think the side itself is overconfident, really. I th- I think that is a big danger for the Broncos the fan base. Yeah, you know, even even when they didn't make, make the finals. Yeah, just... but yeah, you you look at how they they were when they came up against Cronulla. Yeah, and it took it took the cuddle at half time. Yep. Yep. Like they're not mentally aware enough to to deal with that sort of On field, pushback. Yeah, yeah. It, it needs to without it without without Wayne getting to them. Yeah, yep. So um, that that's something that and and look, that's going to come with this new style of football they're playing. Yeah, but against better sides, it'll hurt them. On a daily bailus, Sea Eagles have won one more game this time than this time last season. Amazing progress. Hash results driven business, and let me tell you, this results driven business thing. I fucking made it. I designed a shirt as well. Which I'm going to give to a couple of um, select people <laughs> that uh, that <laughs> that, I, that I enjoy this private joke with, and uh, yeah, and I'm going to make I'm going to wear one to the Titans game too, and let's uh, <laughs> see, see what I get on TV um, because let me tell you, I'm happy. I'm, I'm you know I, I don't I don't like losing, but I fucking like you you can take it if you see things of you know being like laid in place and everything. And mm-hmm. like you talk about injuries and everything, had injuries last year too, but you know that's some. Um, for some reason injuries last year didn't count you know Jeff didn't get the opportunity to fucking you know cry cry about injuries so you know Barrett doesn't get the Barrett does not get to cry about the fucking injuries mm. either and um you just like you just I'm just not seeing things I'm not I'm not seeing like incremental improvements in areas and things like that this week was definitely like it was like a regression actually um, just in general just general shit as well and I mean it was one of those games you know without Brett Stewart so obviously you know that happens, you know, defensively, but you know, need to fucking, you know, yeah. need to get better. I, I think Daly needs a halves partner, and he needs. And, I, th- a quick- and I, I actually think he's he, he's the only he's the only aspect of the team showing improvement. Now he's you know, he's as he gets further and further, you know, from his his surgery, he's actually getting mm. better. Now you can see he's getting more confident. He's taking the line on more. He's much you know much better, and so he's actually progressing all right. But I mean, 
this this five eight situation, everything awesome that Dylan Walker has done this season, and he's done some awesome fucking you know whether they're tries or you know like good breaks and things like that. Mm-hmm. Everything he's done has been awesome. Has taken place at like fucking left center. Hasn't what, taken place at five eight. What does Isaac Johns have to do to get a run? Is he injured? No, I just think he's shit. Mate, he filled in for for Wallace last year and was more than a capable offsider. Yeah, but he's got he's he's got the all the advantages of having a coach who was from that system mm. and he's still not cracking it. There's something to be said. Yeah, true. Um is he playing Reggie's at the moment? Yeah, I think so. Okay. But I mean, you've got like someone like Mateo who can do the job. You got obviously fucking Jamie Lyon against the Cowboys. He was five eighth for like fucking three minutes, and they scored two tries. Like <laughs> this, this shit is not. Fu- and and then then you can put fucking Walker into his into his center yeah. spot. Yeah, and like it's it's such a no fucking brainer. This, this shit thing coaches have of jamming people into ball playing Make, roles, making a decision, and then and then dying on their dying yeah. on that hill because they made that decision and they don't have the fucking. The they've got the ego doesn't allow them to yeah. you know make a correction until you know yeah we used to call it like a manly we used to call it like you know someone had the goat pictures like you know when like Luke Williamson would get selected all the time or you know over someone else or uh, this yeah. thing it, it has to be it has to be a culture within the club that losing's okay as long as you um, you know it's a it's a, a thing a mentor of mine once said if you fail you want to fail fast yeah yeah you know so it, it's perfectly fine to stick your hand up and go look we've tried this Walker thing yeah. Didn't work. Let's, uh, didn't work, and we'll get just as much benefit from him back out here. Why What's not the next name, name him as five eight and say, "Look, this time you're going to play in. The, you know, we're going to mm. you have you have the six, but we just, uh, we're going to play in the centres. We're going to have this guy, you know, inside mm-hmm. you, and just you know, I don't know, see what happens because when he drifts out there, he beats his man regularly. He has a, easily. I mean, he can get mm. through. I mean, he's got the the dummy and he's got the speed and he's got the fence. Like he's fuck. He's an awesome centre. I don't know. It's just me, hmm. but you know, maybe let him be a fucking center, and uh, maybe the awesome shit he'll do, he's done because he was in five eighth and drifted out. Maybe if he's in center the whole game, maybe there'll be more of that, and that'll lead to more line breaks and lead to more points. Mm. And you know, but I haven't won any premierships, so what? Who, who am I to say? Well, then again, who's fucking Trent? Terry Twill looks like Manly lost the keys to their Queensland residence. Indeed, Eddie NZ. Haha, <laughs> stupid commentators kept calling Robert Stiday when he stepped past line to score. <laughs> uh, sexy underscore Bethany 97. Cap cheating Broncos get favourable ref calls. Surely you jest. Hash manly the lesser of two evils. Hash kick the horse out. That's a Dragons fan saying that's just kind of uncomfortable. Slippy underscore eel. Big night for stepdad with both his teams playing back to back. Go the Bronchers. That's a bit of, now that's a team with some X factor. Yeah. It's not sticking like it did to Glenn. No, it's because my kid's a Panthers fan. And you didn't say we. I didn't say it. You no. didn't say it. They're trying to make you... I know. They're trying to make it happen. Look, guys, you've already got him on the X-Factor thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> you got, you just, just hammer the X-Factor thing. You got him there. But I've, t- I've taught my boy... Yeah. ...that even though he has his club... Yep. ...it's good to be a student of rugby league. Yep. It's good to be a fan of the game. Yeah. And the closest live games to us. It's uncool. Exactly. Exactly. Just don't say we. You're fine. I find my kid is having trouble. He's having trouble watching games without having a steak. 
like every time <laughs> we'll like because like games are usually on around bedtime like you know yep. like sort of the eight o'clock games yep. so so i'll have it on the, i'll have it on the phone app and we'll, we'll be in his bed and like i read a story and everything and I'll, then i'll switch the game on he says who's playing is manly playing no mate not tonight and he goes so he, he looks and he goes okay so you know it's like you know it's uh it's the eels and 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 the rabbits and he goes who are we going for i said don't know, it's tough. Don't know. We don't really like any of these teams, mate. <laughs> he goes, yeah. Is I think, it's like, oh, I think I think we'll go for you know like you know the rabbits. I'm like, okay, that's what, that's what, that's what we're going for. Then yeah. then you go. Then you'll be like get stuck, get tired, like you know like fall asleep. He goes, oh, you got to tell me all about it in the morning. Yeah, okay, mate. Yeah. In the morning, oh, who won? What happened? And like it's it, it in the Tonga and Samoa game. He's boy, he's jumped on Tonga. I don't know why. Yep, nice. So Tonga. Then I told him they lost eighteen six the next day. He's like, oh, he was like, he had the shits. All right. Speaking of people who had the shits, my God, Corrales Southern Shark '62, <laughs> absolutely fucking. I don't, I don't know. They fucking took them down the beach and rioted all over the mill <laughs> from Newcastle Knights in their own. F- oh, Jesus Christ, sixteen thousand one hundred fifty people there to witness the horror. Um, the sixty-two points came from four tries to Valentine Holmes, Ben Barber, Fecky got a hat trick, Lewis a double, Wade Graham with a try, Maloney nine of eleven, sixty-two. Newcastle Knights obviously got nothing. <laughs> what to be said about this absolute ass raping of a gargantuan proportions? Yeah, I, I I found and and Sportsmate was good. gave gave me a bunch of stats for the rest of the games that, that pointed to some good things about them. Um, and the the obvious one on this is the scoreboard. But the Sharks had sort of fifty more runs than the Knights did, and made double the meters. So it's that's just the the simplest reason. They just yep. walked upfield. They, yep. they didn't even have to try to get up there. They they just rolled over. Um, you know, the, there were some tears on the field, and I'm okay I with love that. that. I love that. Yeah, like, I said it on Twitter. I mean, uh, Gay Guy was one that uh, that people were singling out, and f- good. Because well, we've mentioned this on the show before, but I'm so fucking sick and tired of players laughing after getting flogged. Yeah, and like sh- and like shaking hands. Obviously, sportsmanship is paramount, but you can't be then like you know having a fucking joke. You know, you play Origin with the guy, or you know, on the yeah. other team like, having a joke about it. Oh, you need to be. It doesn't matter if that guy was your fucking best man at your wedding. Mm-hmm. You need to be absolutely fucking filthy and off the field and in the dressing rooms, disgusted and not, not, not at him. Not at yourself and your at team. The, at the team, at yep. the performance that allowed that kind of scoreline to, to <clears throat> manifest. And you get off the field and you d- like start, you know, punch your fucking locker or do whatever. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, I, was, I bet fans can't work up the fucking... They can't work up you know a chuckle after a game like that. The players definitely shouldn't be able to. Yeah, it's... I really hope the Newcastle fans keep behind them. And, and Newcastle is sort of area that, that loves the rugby league anyway. Yeah. Uh, I really hope this doesn't ruin too many young blokes. Yeah, that's always that's the danger. And you, you look at all of these superstars that are coming up and not given the opportunity to to learn and grow and develop before they're the next best thing. Uh, these guys fortunately don't have the next best thing tag, but it, it's a mentality. You know, look at the Tigers' hearts. They don't know how to win consistently, uh, and and it's not something you you just pick up. So. Um, yeah, tough times in Newcastle. Uh, Cobra Burgers. Come on, Knights. At some point, it becomes about pride. Even the fans are embarrassed for you. And I think he means in that, that you know, like other you know fans of other clubs. Like I felt, I felt sorry for him. And I mean, it's Newcastle, man. It's Drugcastle. <laughs> Why am I doing that? Billy Boy eight eight seven. 
Is there some way I can obtain a bag of 62 dicks to eat without ending up on every law enforcement list in the world? Yeah, please don't Google that. <laughs> <laughs> Matty McP25, genuinely feel for the Knights players and supporters. It'll probably take a few years to fix up the mess that's been left. Uh, Caleb Shanks, I'm not sure there's a big enough bag or even enough dicks on the planet for Newcastle right now. And uh, so underscore pwned. Dane Gagai put his Jared Croker mask on to hide his tears after the game. Hash whoops, hash awkward, hash let the tears flow. And yeah, as I said, I'm, I'm not going to hate on him. I actually got mad respect for... That's a guy that's got some fucking pride in his performance. Yeah. And um, and, pro, and, and pride in the team's performance. And as a fan, if I was if I was a fan of the Knights, I'd actually be like, okay, that guy fucking gets it. Like, it's unacceptable to him too, hmm. you know? Unlike some of these other laughing, little giggling fucks. Like, he used to fucking shit me like cunts Apparently, like ben, ben Walker back in the day. Oh. He was fucking... Cra- he was... Always doing that shit. Just like laughing it up after fucking lost like the Northern Eagles here and shit. Oh, motherfucker, I never forgot that shit. <laughs> never. <laughs> <laughs> Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, 36 to feed the West Tigers, 4. ANZ Stadium, touch under 21,000 in attendance. Doggies, 36 came from a double to Rona. Sam Perrett, Tyron Phillips, Josh Morris, Craig Garvey, Josh Reynolds tries. Holland, 4 of 7 conversions. And uh, the Tigers, Mitchell Moses with a try. The end. If for me this one was pretty simple, the dogs were faster in every single aspect of this game. The dogs were faster. Their, their line speed was impressive for the full eighty minutes. Their kick chase was sensational. The the pace that they were attacking and running at the line with, and, and the Tigers really had no answers. They had nothing to counter with, yeah. and a few times they were fortunate or or the the roll of the ball went their way. They'd either bugger it up or Canterbury just go up a notch and and take the wind uh, right out of their sails. The two points for me that stood out in this game were were the uh, the unfortunate injuries and, and high tackles. Like Robbie Farrar being on his back in a neck brace, it uh, it it's never a good look. I saw a lot of hate on Twitter about Josh Reynolds and I myself I actually saw a lot of the opposite too they're going oh no this time it was an accident this time he didn't mean it I saw a lot of that and well, see even that I think I think is a gives a false narrative Robbie Farrar smashed his face mm-hmm. into Josh Reynolds hip and then hit his head on the ground yeah Reynolds has fallen out of the air yeah and from what I saw and if someone can show me contact yeah like the, same, the, the left leg the head, never t- yeah yeah his knees went either side of Robbie's head, and the closest he got was a sniff of his hairy beanbag. <laughs> like the, 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 that's the worst thing you can accuse him of. And like, no um, one ever got a broken neck from fucking getting teabagged. Oh yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't like to say that without uh, fact checking, but <laughs> well, yeah. depends how vigorously you were you were bagged. <laughs> Um, well, at one point, that becomes like a, like a diminishing return, yeah, though, yeah. because where you know, <laughs> if, you, if you're teabagging someone hard enough to break their neck, then you're surely doing it enough to fucking you know get yourself curled up in the fetal position <laughs> with, with massive damage with a fucking splattered yam bag. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if so, I, I don't actually think he made any sort of contact with with the knees after after Robbie was on the ground. Yeah, I was looking at some stills afterwards just to sort of see, and like, you, there's nothing, there was nothing conclusive that was put up there yeah. by anyone. Um, and, and apparently he, he was pretty shaken up about it. The second one I want to talk about was that coat hanger. Yep. The coat hanger that went 100% unpunished. The coat hanger that went 100% unpunished. It, two wishes I've got. 
we seem now to be focused on on intent with foul play. Well, that's why they got careless something or other charges. Exactly. It's always a careless grade, so it doesn't it, that removes intent from the equation entirely. So, but I hate the, that shit. The fact that it was just oh, oh, I'll stick an arm out. And you can understand it. It was this kid's was his first NRL game. Anyway, it was in his first three. I know, I know that his debut, the um, fullback filling in for Tedesco. Yep. And uh, and by absolutely beat him with a step, mm-hmm. and so he did what. Everybody does when the person's already around you. Trail, yeah, he he yeah. threw the arm out. Yep. He threw the arm out and collected him on the face. Yep. And Empire was pretty much horizontal. Yeah. It was you a know? great, it was a good WWE fucking. That that needs ten in the bin. It needs ten yeah. in the bin because now a player from your team has to leave the field for a concussion assessment. Yep. yep. And your foul play has cost that team. In some capacity, yeah. I mean, they you know they don't get charged for the you know for the switch, so that's that part. You know, they can, they they don't lose anything. That it's not the only the well, only downfall of that. The only downside for the the other team is if it, they do get assessed that yeah, there's a concussion, then they're gone. Yeah. That's it. Then it's a bench reduced. Look, in some games, like you, you look at that Melbourne North Queensland game. Yeah. If that had happened to Jonathan Thurston. Oh yeah, you know, and he's off the field for fifteen minutes. Yeah, what's the Cowboys' record like with no JT on the field? Yeah, yeah. you know, it it can be a match-defining moment. Yeah, and there's not enough uh, repercussions for the team that commits the act. Yeah, in the game that they're playing. Yeah, that's like a that's a general foul play. I think that particular incident was one that you know was like a you know a massive example of it. I, yeah. I just think if you start doing that then it, it stops. And I'd like to see, um, on the same note, because people are starting to do it now, oh, they can stick sneaky arms out, yeah. and now they're starting to stick sneaky legs out at the same time. Yeah. Looks like they're doing a fucking Cossack dance. But <laughs> that shit, I would like to see just absolutely rubbed out of the game. It'll never change until such time as someone rubs out fucking Jonathan Thurston or someone of that level that in a grand final. Because they... You know yeah. why, why worry about you know if you're going to get punished today? Exactly. You can win the premiership ring. Yeah. And you know, yeah, okay, I missed the first six weeks of the next the next season. Oh, but you know, a couple yeah. of trials. Wahoo. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you what. I'll sit there and I'll and I'll, I'll fucking rub a callus into my penis, <laughs> masturbating with my premiership ring. On. Yeah. Exactly. Like, who gives a fuck? You know, so, until that something, yeah. until pinch hitters come out, or retiring journeyman fucking number, you know, number seventeen. Spot on. Mate, Does, you know, yeah. get him on. Boom. But uh, stat of the match for me in this one was line breaks. 9-1. 9-1. When two of the apparently supposed superstar halves of the future mm-hmm. can create one line break, an entire like, uh, game. I wonder what the future holds for, for the West Tigers, though, because they cannot win a game with those two on the field together. If they have any of them, it doesn't matter which one on the field and the other one off, mm-hmm. they're undefeated this year. Yep. But, you know, Jason Taylor, obviously, you know, is, I understand the thing, like, yeah, you've got to play your best 17 when they're available mm-hmm. and so forth. But you, at some point, you have to go, look, you know, at least plan for the next year and say, look, you know, one of these guys has to get moved on. So at this point, we're assessing which is the one we want to keep yeah. and which is the one we're going to move on. But, uh, yeah, they can't. I don't. I just don't know if they can be successful with both of them. No, neither do I. The TMB thing, it's a fucking myth. It's actually, it's actually like an impediment. Yeah. So it's a handicap. Look, I did say this when Glenn brought it out, that the football gods are actually 
very good friends with the hip hop gods. Okay. And them taking the name of Run DMC in vain, it was going to end in tears long term. And and I've been proven right. So it has come to pass. Fucking oracle. Giannis underscore Mateus. I thought the Tigs were playing in Coffs Harbour when I saw the score, but sports mate helped me out. <laughs> GT351 underscore Johns. Great to get a win, even against the Tig Pies. Still improvement to come. I'm sure the dogs will keep getting better. Nice win, lads. White Pie. No Teddy, no party for the Tig Pies. At least I had Rona for final try. Oh, sorry, for first try. Hash Tigers in decline. Nice. Uh, Wally Frogmore. Stopping the game footage to show Farrah go off the hospital on a body trolley. Hash Meals on Wheels. Hash your snitchel is ready. <laughs> Gold Coast Titans 26 to feed the Roosters 6 at Hope Solo Coliseum in front of a crowd of just under 9,500 Monday night for bitch and uh, the Gold Coast Titans 26 and tries for Fucker Wright and a Parsi David Mead, Chris McQueen, William Zillman, Tyrone Roberts, 4 of 4 conversions and a penalty the Roosters 6 can tries to Latrell Mitchell and Jackson Hastings with a penalty Fair to say I was pretty surprised by this result any occasion, yeah, any, any occasion where the Harry Parsi makes an appearance early. Oh, mate, he's actually he's he's become like a you he's know, a fan be, favorite, better better than Colt Player now. He's actually yeah. decent though. Like, he's yeah, like, exactly. Col, he's Colt Player, but Colt Player's got that thing where they're kind of like they're not necessarily good. They're just like, they're just like <laughs> shut your fucking mouth. Scott Minto was excellent. <laughs> well, Scott Wikipedia Minto tells me so. <laughs> yeah, his adventures in Egypt the one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, and and that's what the Gold Coast need. Yeah, you know, we were talking earlier about getting bums on seats. Yep, they they need that that player who's going to draw the crowds that the kids want to. You know, when they're playing footy in the backyard, oh, I'm Parsi, I'm Parsi. Yep, it, they, they need that that sort of player. Um, the the Roosters though, they really seem to be lacking for attacking flair. Well, they were fantastic last last week, right? But this week, they they just the general desire. Yeah, was gone. Like really, the the only one that seemed to be stoked to be there was young uh, Latrell, yep, Shaniqua, Dwayne Mitchell, LeBron, <laughs> LeBron Mitchell, <laughs> um, Kobe. Who very exciting attacking prospect? Don't get me wrong. Mm. Um, has next, some. He's the next Greg Inglis, didn't you know? <laughs> oh, he's also he's he's also indigenous. Oh, Greg Inglis is indigenous. Great, he's the next one of him. Yeah. Well, well done, Australian sports media. <laughs> Fucking idiots. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, if he just spends a little bit of time and and probably gets gets a little bit more more experience under his belt, those silly errors and and drop balls will, will get out. The Titans look more and more like they have what it takes to be that grindy, niggling side. Like almost what the Bulldogs used to be, where, where no matter who came, that they were just going to drag them down into an arm wrestle and enjoy every fucking minute of it. And I think those, that's those people like Greg Bird and, and Ryan yep. James who just roll the sleeves up yep. and, and really enjoy getting in there. Um, but uh, the probably one or two marquees away... You know, from from being a genuine top eight contender, and that's really what they need: mm. injury free halves, and a Jared Hayne in fullback. NRL owns uh, the Titans. Yeah, they can make it happen and if he needs to come back. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm. And as you can see, the cat fucking loves, loves mm. the idea. Yeah. Um, up twenty three. I guess you guys can't use your Titans template again. Unlucky. Mm. 
Well, look, you know, we could use the template, except just the the end of the story just changes. Yeah. The the Titans, they they did all that that stuff. I mean, they so the Titans, full of effort, showed lots of heart, and they won the game. Yeah, it's done. The base chapo. So all the Roosters fans will be going back to AFL after this game, I suppose. Ash Fergie Karma and uh, Highway underscore. What a vuvuzela. Maybe from an East fans perspective, I mean, uh, as the game went on, I mean, the Titans, you know, the Titans fans would have had plenty to cheer about. Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it did have its moments though. Round 11, South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the Dragons Thursday night at ANZ Stadium. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go the the Rabbits here. Based, yep. based on the game against Canberra and the amount of errors Canberra committed, they sort of handed the game to the Dragons. I don't think they did too much to win it themselves. Yeah, they had the referee on their side as well. And then it took a, 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 a pretty bad missed field goal or off the post field goal mm. from Caesar and then a, an intercept, you know, like one of those really fortunate yeah. situations to, to win the game. So, look, I think the Rabbitohs showed enough in terms of, you know, not not in terms of just of all-round quality, but certainly when you compare and contrast their performance against the Eels and just the general intent and effort with that game they had against the Tigers, yeah, like especially the first half against the Tigers, where they just did not want to fucking be there. Mm-hmm. Some, you know, something's you know finally sort of turning for, for the Rabbits, and they might not necessarily be a team that challenges for anything, but I think these games against lesser sides like the Dragons, I think they've, um, you know, it's the time to start thinking that, yeah, they'll take care of they'll these. They'll keep ones. the myth alive. Yep. North Queensland Cowboys take on the Brisbane Broncos up at 1300 teeth on Friday night football. I really hope that the uh, the Cowboys come back from that that loss last weekend uh, and, and it steals them. They're unbeaten at home, aren't they, this year? Yeah. And for a while. Um, um, the only Broncos losses, I think, have come away. I'm not wrong. I think so. Um, yeah, only only the the greatest of great teams beat the Broncos this year. <laughs> bent, bent them over. The Sharks as well. Jeez. All right. Um, I hope that the Cowboys have a have a, a great win, but I also hope that Lachlan Coo's a fucking star, so that they can try and push him into the Origin side, yeah. and we aren't end up with this fucking ridiculous Moylan situation where you know which will reduce. New South Wales to pretty much a training run. Yeah, Matt Morland, and look, I, I would, you know, say any nice thing in the world about about Matt Morland. I love him as a player. I love him as a captain. I love him yep. as a clubman. He should not be the New South Wales State of Origin fullback. Yep. Lachlan Coote should yep. be. Yep. And uh, so let's hope hope that he can do something to press that. I, th- I have a feeling yep. the decision may have been made with the, with Teddy being injured and everything, but. We will find out. This one, look, I'm going to, you know, Broncos have only lost the way. Cowboys are undefeated at home. The, there wasn't, you know, there's a struck match between them last time. I'm, uh, I'm prepared to go to the Cowboys. West Tigers take on Newcastle Knights Saturday afternoon out at Cameltown. Well, surely. Fuck. There's that bounce back factor that you get from being absolutely fucking, you know, having your back broken and humbled. In a camel clutch like yeah. last week. Yeah. The Tigers, they're not exactly fucking like, they're not setting the world on fire either. Would this be like going to, a, you know, one of the, the starving African nations and the, getting two children and throwing a Mars bar 10 metres away from them and seeing which one gets to it first? Or making them fight to the death for it. Well, you yeah. do, do that too, but. Um, fuck, I, I honestly. This is Spooner Palooza come early. 
It is. Um, who's been named in the Christmas in July, Spoonapalooza in May, all that shit. Who's have they? Uh, look, yeah, um, Logan Brooks. Look, they, yeah, they've they've uh, they've got they've got Hallitow in there, uh, and Hooker uh, uh, Matt Ballin named on the bench. Oh, finally, Origin quality Hooker. Cheekham in eighteen. So basically, what they're playing is they're trying to they're trying to bolster their side with manly players, mm. former manly players, to try and get some quality in there. Um, the Knights. Yeah. I, I think, but just based on on the loss of Mullen, if if they were going to win this, they'd they'd need Mullen in there again. So yeah. I'm gonna have to tip Wests. I'm gonna have to tip West too because I just don't think the Knights can turn it around that quickly. Mm. But however, sixty-two nil, there is a bounce back factor after games like this, mm. and so it wouldn't surprise me. Like the Tigers, they they they're not travelling that great either. So if the Knights can get a good start. And really, if they can just get that effort, like, mm. you know, hopefully they don't get absolutely fucking slaughtered. Poor cunts. I mean, their fans don't deserve that. Warriors take on the Canberra Raiders. Saturday Arvo. This one. Mm. This is tough because both of these sides have got the stupidity in them. They've got the immense, the immense talent, talent and quality yeah, to they them, do. but they've got the stupidity at the end of the set that can just completely cruel the. the Again, the, the the Raiders have the team to to really physically punish opposition, yep. but haven't been using it, uh, and and the Warriors have, have probably more speed and strength outside than the Raiders do. Right? Yep. I think speaking about bounce back factor, I think the the Warriors would have been dirty on themselves after that loss to Penrith. Yep. Um, they're at home in New Zealand, so I'm going to go the Warriors. Number 14 for the Warriors, Jazz Tavaga. It's pretty fucking cool, eh? Mm. I like it a lot. I'm trying to think of those other awesome names. Some fucking, who was that awesome player name going around for East Lower Grades? Fucking someone will remind me. Tweet it to me again because I've forgotten, but I remember I loved it. Um, Cronulla Sutherland Sharks versus the Mighty Manly Seagulls at Reclaim Australia Stadium. Well, this is a traditional bunny game, isn't it? Manly own the fucking Sharks. They've uh, they they well and truly own their souls. Knocked them out of the top four last year. Crueled their finals chances. Beaten them already once this season. And uh, yeah, I see no reason why why things would be different this time. Well, just asking for a mate. Have you got a preference on how you like your bag of dicks done? <laughs> I'm not going to be necessary. Well, I, I'll, 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 does, other clubs don't forward the bags of dicks, though, do they? No. Like, for example, I couldn't, I, I couldn't tell the Cronulla fans, for example, I couldn't provide them with a delicious bag of dicks to enjoy at the conclusion of this game once Manly have won. No, you, you couldn't. Um, what you could probably do is say that you need to return the dicks to their rightful owners. Um, That's true. Maybe keep your dicks on ice. Get a something. refund on the dicks. Yeah. It's... Uh, but I, I really think um, Cronulla are going to be too strong, and if, if Mally continue this kerfuffle they have in, in the centre of the field, not being able to score points, then I'm, I'm going to go so far as to say 13-plus. Yeah, Mally always seem to find a way to win against the Sharks, and, uh, yeah, I don't see uh, I don't see anything different. I mean, like, they've, they've come up against the benchmarks the last two weeks and realised they're not quite there, so now they can come up against the lesser likes like the Sharks and... Uh, you know, reassert their their authority on the lower end of the uh, lower end of the quality scale. Motherfuckers. Penrith Panthers take on the Gold Coast Titans Sunday afternoon at the Muddy Puddle. I think with a little bit of rest under us, we we'll, we should be able to take this one easily. 
Um, if the Titans of last week show up, we're going to have a much harder time doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the Gold Coast away from Gold Coast, Penrith at home, uh, we're, we're hopefully smart enough to know that if, if we respect the ball with the Gold Coast, we'll, we'll beat them with skill and pace outside. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of weather in the storm. Hmm. I mean, Titans, once again, the, you know, they're, they're obviously being sort of stripped back to basics, uh, you know, which is what you do with a side that's, you know, got yep. injuries and rebuilding and whatnot. Um, and they're doing that very well, which is, you know, resulting in, you know, time in possession, completions and, you know, low errors and stuff like that. But I think that, uh, I think you guys will chuck too much at over the course of the 80 minutes to, you know, for them, eventually, I think eventually it'll be a, it'll be a template game if you will, <laughs> for the Titans. I'm going to need some more uh, Procto-creamed. Well, yeah, I didn't say it was going to be a template template game for, for the Panthers, where it's like comes down last minute, but fuck, I'd laugh if it did, though. Oh, fuck yeah. Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs taking on the Sydney Roosters, ANZ Stadium, Sunday afternoon, Channel 9 game. It is the off week for the Doggies. Very off week last week um, for, the, for the Roosters, though. Mm. I think just based on trajectory, you have to go the doggies on this one. Yeah, I think so too. Um, as you know, with the the Roosters players still getting some game time under their belt, I think Canterbury will get the job done. Yeah, I agree. No, uh, no qualms about that. Monday night foot bitch. Parramatta Eels take on the Melbourne Storm. Pillow Fortress again. Well, gee, we could be looking at twelve from thirteen after this one. Can we call this the CCC? For what reason? The Cheating Cunts Cup. Yes. Agreed. Done. Ratified. So this one, well, look, oh, look, the the storm, the storm are in great form at the moment. Eels are going to be showing more and more desperation. Hmm. They really need to win this one if they want this, uh, you know, finals thing to to, run. to to be a thing. So, look, I don't, there's the Monday night thing as well. Like, you know, who's the underdog? I don't even look. I haven't even looked at like the betting statistics. Parramatta would be the underdog in this one, definitely. Really? Just based on the fact that Melbourne, Melbourne, oh. For, Fuck, there you go. I, I misspoke. I should have fact-checked. Eels are currently paying a dollar eighty-five, so what's that and the Storm are so? paying $2. Hmm. Um, do they get Kieran Foran back this week? Has he been named? Not been named. Hmm. Corey Norman in the seven, and uh, Takarangi in the six. Yeah. Not, not a bad not a bad partnership, but uh, I, I don't think they're, they're uh, able enough to get up over the Storm. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting the Storm to win, but once again, who knows? What, you know, you get a more desperate Parramatta now. It's you know 12 and 14. Do they drop the bundle for the season, or are they, or are they digging in this week? Because mm. I mean, they, they, yeah, the effort was there, the quality was there last week. They're just you know letting that try at the end and didn't have a ch- the opportunity. It was to patience, respond. yeah, patience and build pressure, and and they Probably win that game. Storm's not the side you pay. Exactly, you, you out patient and out build pressure. So. Yeah. I guess if the storm if the storm turn up like we know they can, I think that they will win the game. Yep. It's full time for episode 222. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. Also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Uh, hit the like button, share the post around. Put your comments in as well so we can uh, read them at the top of the show in the mailbag. We have a review this week from iTunes. The best footy show, five stars. And the username, it's, uh, 
I think the cat walked across the keyboard. Uh, NASDKF32E23. Welcome. Welcome. NASDIC for 32E23. This podcast is more satisfying than watching Ben Hunt drop a sitter in Golden Point. Keep up the good work. <laughs> and that is very satisfying. It's funny It's funny that just earlier in the episode I talked about, uh, yeah, furiously masturbating to completion at Ainsley Stadium when that happened mm-hmm. so yes very satisfying I would be inclined to agree um, but yeah seriously one of the best ways you can support the show is by hitting the subscribe button on iTunes throwing us a review and a rating um, tipping this week I didn't put the Supercoat shit in here this week I had the screenshot dumb motherfucker so yeah okay you can wait for next week on that one I'm sure the I'm sure the rankings didn't change on yeah, the, it's uh, a buy round for the, yeah. uh, for the results oh, yeah yeah we call it another buy round we just had one for the rep round but yeah um, tipping though Desi's Ducks on top with Whitey and uh, where are we? We've got uh, David Kingston, JB, Dugues, Bulldog, Wixie, Lemon, uh, SNS, Marla, Norts, Gaza, Wonga wrapping up the top 10. And uh, that is it. Uh, apologies to all those who wanted a three-hour episode. Um, if you want to listen to more stuff this week, though, uh, listen to tomorrow night to Rocks and Diamonds podcast on iTunes. Just do a search for it, uh, which is a pop culture, TV, movies, comics, etc. One with myself and uh, another Jay, Jay uh, Hilgenfeld, aka Twilgenfeld, who uh, did the the Twill strip and the the 200th anniversary print and so on. And uh, this week in MMA as well. That'll be out uh, Friday. So find those both on iTunes, um, and then you can add those all up together, and you won't even have three hours, you'll have more like fucking seven. So, <laughs> enjoy that. Um, that's it. Anything, add, anything to add this week? No, mate, nice and simple. Alright, let's wrap it up. Talk to you next week. Take it easy. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.